0: guys what's up welcome back to another episode of liberty diner dish i'm ken i'm michelle and we're about to jump right into another episode of queer spoke we are at uh, episode
1: 302 so already just second episode in for season three like you can just already tell we're in for a whole lot oh yeah with, uh, i mean with this season boy they
0: didn't jump start, they jump started this episode yeah. i mean this whole season i mean I didn't know what to expect last week. And then, like, it hit me and I was begging, like, can we go another episode? <laughs> yeah. You know, and then the way this one kicked off, I was like, okay. Like, yeah. they, they don't waste no time in this episode.
1: Right. So, before we get into it, um, we just want to send an overall message of love and gratitude and thanks to all of our diners, all of our listeners. Yes. Um, We, we love your comments. We love your feedback. We love just how much more interactive everyone has been. Mm-hmm. So we just appreciate all of that. And so we want to send a lot of love your way.
0: We send it in all the love, okay? in <laughs> Infinite amounts, okay? We love you guys. Thank y'all.
1: Yeah. All right. So let's get into this episode because there's a whole lot of stuff going on in here for us mm-hmm. to kind of work through and unpack. <laughs> so we start out and we're kind of like peeping through the window at the loft and we hear some very labored breathing. Mm-hmm. And when I first saw that scene and like heard that I was thinking oh well Brian's back to normal now Right. (laughs) you know that's kind of what I expected and I wasn't really sure how I felt about that if that's really what was going on so we we're going in and we see that there's like some beers on the coffee table some drug paraphernalia uh, some scattered clothes and even like on the way over to where we're eventually gonna find Mm -hmm. Brian there's like some pills on the floor there so there's like a whole lot that he's
0: a whole just, party scene later. Yeah, out.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what we finally see is Brian and Justin uh, using the dinner table for an alternative purpose. <laughs> Girl,
0: I, I died. I was like, oh, my God. Then I was thinking, like, hold up. Again, like, is this real, like... These guys are known to play tricks on my mind. So yeah. I'm like, is this even real? Because I was jumping up. You know, I love them two together. Mm-hmm. I might not always like Brian separate, but them together, <laughs> I mean, I love that. And then to see Brian, you know, this last episode hurting the way he was hurting, you know, I was happy that the, him and Justin the, had it, reconnected.
1: Yeah, well, and especially because the last episode, it starts with a scene that's from like the middle to the end of yeah. the episode. And then they go back and mm-hmm. fill in the gaps. And so like, you could be thinking, oh, maybe that same thing happens in this one. Exactly. Um, but anyway, so it's very intense, almost frantic uh action there on the on the table. Um
0: Well, he's giving him something he can feel. <laughs> he okay. he
1: is. There are some wine glasses there. And um anyway, well, when Brian finishes, there's this moment of like realization on his face. And it's not quite bliss. Well, it's not bliss at all. It's almost like um he is like coming back to himself. Like, yep. Because yeah. he
0: numbed himself with the drugs. Right. And, you know, he psyched himself out. He, num- he numbed himself. So when he came back to reality, it was like, damn.
1: Yeah. So we hear this Justin person uh, say, that was in my top 10, which would be an odd thing for Justin to say because he would he most has... likely say that was one of our top yes, 10s. Yes. Absolutely. So the reason that it's odd is because it's not actually justin no uh and i think for a mi- for at least for a minute brian was convinced it was just justin. convinced as we were that mm-hmm. it was Justin there with him thanks to all those party favors that are thrown about everywhere um and then brian says yeah it's definitely one of my top ten
0: thousand
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah is i think he's disappointed when he snaps back to reality and um I mean, I think also that comment was kind of underlying the fact that this guy is no different than all the yeah, rest. Yeah, like, you're yeah. nothing. It yeah, means nothing. Yeah, hmm And so, Brian's really still not even satiated. He's not impressed. Like, this didn't scratch that itch that's way deep down beneath his skin.
0: No, I mean, Brian doesn't even turn back around to face the guy right. anymore.
1: Yeah, because I feel like there's almost, like, a like shame. Had, or yeah. something close, a, a relative of shame in him. Yeah, because he doesn't look at him because he was kind of using he, him yeah that's my
0: exact thoughts he used him he yeah, used
1: not in a took advantage of no 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 no. Way, no. But...
0: but he he had to he has a need that needed to be met mm-hmm. you know and he used him but he didn't even really focus on this guy he imagined you know his real love um uh, love's face onto this guy's body you right. know so um, no one, one thing what i loved about this scene was that it actually showed how vulnerable brian is and actually how much he cared this man is having encounters, but all he can see is Justin's face. Right. He won't do it unless he can see Justin's face. He's trying to recreate all those moments that he and Justin um, experienced. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it that shows right there how deep his love went for Justin. And that's what I liked. I liked seeing Brian. I like seeing him the softer side. I like to see yeah. the vulnerable side of him. And um, the fact that he's actually showing us that, you know, hey, I'm thinking about Justin. I want Justin. I don't care about anybody else. Like, mm-hmm. I got to do what I got to do. And life still goes on, but this is what I want. This is who I'm thinking about. Yeah. I love that.
1: It's definitely showing us the depth of those feelings. Unfortunately, you're seeing it in this very kind of sad way. Yeah. But, but I think that is a beautiful thing to see just how deeply he does care. Right. And it's unfortunate that this is what it took to bring it out. But true. At but least it's there.
0: I will say the sad moments are good on Brian because he never gets to showcase that. He's mm-hmm. always strong like Teflon. Yeah. So the one time that he gets to let his armor down and he shows those softer sides like i mean it, it literally brings me in i know i can't be the only person who feels that you know yeah, like no, I don't I, and and i'm not a hater on brian
1: i feel like you know what you see and interpret which is totally fine as I'm I'm better than everyone. I don't need anyone. I see that as I don't want to let anybody get too close to really see me or close enough to hurt me. And no, I'm going to keep that. you at arm's length. But it comes across as... Yeah, it
0: can come out as arrogance. Or, yeah. yeah,
1: or arrogance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so maybe this is me just, like, clinging on to what was. But I also feel like... Brian is bringing his A-game here because, I mean, we know he's got a reputation around town. Nah. Anyway, but I feel like he was bringing his A-game because he thought he he was with Justin.
0: down. Okay? He put it down. I mean, that's all I'm... The boy said that he (laughs) shot buckets. Yeah.
1: Well, a couple more things about this scene. I promise we'll get to the others, but when the camera angle changes, the whole scene is different. Like, Mm -hmm. there are no wine glasses there on the table, so because now this isn't him and Justin perhaps sharing a meal Mm -hmm. and then having a glass of wine and then falling into this after spending that time, that evening together. Like, the whole scene is totally different. So his whole mind had created this thing of how the site would have gone had had that been Justin. And so we get to see what brian was seeing mm-hmm. but then we and get then to kind reality. of see the reality and it wasn't just the person it was the whole thing mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so like we said nothing is working um the justin lookalike didn't work last time the hallucinogens and alcohol and this random guy that didn't work this time um the guy asked brian if he can shower and brian <laughs> tells him i wear it home proudly he's like i'm busy and the guy says you're just kicking me out and brian's like you got it He's not usually this curt with no. with tricks afterwards. I mean, he makes it clear like the deed is done, transactions finished. Bye like, bye. But
0: <laughs> beat your feet.
1: Yeah, but this is uh very abrupt. This seems much more abrupt than usual.
0: I like that he was very honest. You know, like there's <laughs> we're not cuddling. I'm not cooking you nothing. You're not having no sandwich. No, you can't use my shower.
1: Yeah, I think I think he Brian wants to be left alone. Like yeah, he,
0: it's time for you to he go.
1: Wants to be left alone with his own thoughts. He he cannot get Justin out of his head. But yeah, I think he's just like, he doesn't want to look at that guy because it's a reminder of all of that stuff. Yep. So it's just like, just go, just get out. Um, and then on the way out, the guy says, well, why are the best lays always the biggest jerks? And that's an insult in that moment, but I think it also hits a little harder for for Brian because, so if Brian is a jerk and if he is insen- insensitive and inconsiderate and selfish, it doesn't matter how good he is in bed. right? And so, and that's kind of, one of his insecurities and one of the problems with mm-hmm. his relationship with Justin, at least from where, how he sees it, is like, even though I could be great at this other thing, if I can't do right the compassionate side of it well. Yeah, it, no, yeah.
0: seriously. Yeah, that, was, that was the worst dig ever.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: because that's the same thing Justin was telling him, like, hey, I love you, but you're lacking in this department and this is what I need to see. So it was like a double jab.
1: Boop, boop. Right. And so the one thing that Brian has always prided himself in, he's like, okay, what does that really matter anymore? mm mm-hmm. you know? So, also, this is kind of a different shirt that Brian was wearing. I just noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> didn't yeah it, is, it didn't oh, feel yeah, like know. the whole Brian. Yeah, it just kind of stuck out to me. But anyway, uh, so Ted is grinding some fresh beans and taking some uh, special roast to Emma in bed. And they are enjoying this morning after they have enjoyed each other.
0: Well, I'm glad they finally got to enjoy each other. But um, the way this scene started, I was like, "Oh, it's just it's too loving, too soon." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Y'all doing the most? I just know y'all gonna get burnt yeah, it's out." It's all so, going too well. Yeah, yeah it, it's doing a little bit too much. It's a little too fairy taleish. I'm like, "Okay, this, this is gonna go bad very quickly." But um, yeah, they had a great little night, and um, I, I want to be awakened with fresh, you I know, know the, the coffee. Like, yeah, and, yeah,
1: like the beans and yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and he's, <laughs> he is sweet, but
0: I was just like, "Ooh, slow it down, Teddy." Slow yeah. it down.
1: You know, I want to put in something right here. Like We talk a lot about Gail and his acting and his portrayal of Brian, but I feel like all of these actors really gave themselves over to their characters. No, like, they did. Like, yeah, like... They're so true. I mean, Peter Page sells Emmett, and Scott Lowell sells Ted. Um, yeah, I feel like they just really went for it with these characters, and I think it's because they understood... Well, one, they're just great actors, but also they understood how big and important this story was
0: it was a lot of pressure on their shoulders i mean like this is like one of the very if not the first show to showcase this lifestyle in the manner that they did so i mean it was a lot of pressure on them
1: yeah yeah um but anyway so with this scene they're throwing the word lover around a lot so things look to be really good but also almost like too good over at the diner, Brian is sitting across from a very affectionate Ted and Emmett, um, <laughs> and he looks utterly confused and a little bit disgusted at their display. <laughs> uh, he says he doesn't want them to flaunt their unspeakable acts in front of decent, God-fearing citizens. Emmett says, you're just jealous because you we have what you don't. And Brian says, anal warts?
0: Yes, yeah, that part. <laughs> yeah.
1: And Ted says, no, a loving, mature relationship. Uh, and there just might be a note of truth to that. Now, Brian would never be in the diner calling someone lamb chop. Right. I mean, unless it has some derogatory meaning that I just don't know about.
0: That part. And girl, <laughs> they said mature. They're doing food, like airplane. choo-choo train. Choo-choo yeah. train. <laughs> Open up it, It's Okay, they do it the most. Yeah. It's adorable. It's super cute. I know you're in the honeymoon phase, but y'all are doing the most. Yeah,
1: okay. yeah. So Brian might not be jealous of that part, no. but... I do think that well, no. As that I say it's no thinking. He he misses having a person that he could be playful and flirty with. Right. Um. And even if his relationship didn't look like that, he had one, and now he doesn't. He Right. Loves it. And so he might not be looking um longingly at that specifically, but he is looking and missing.
0: I will say that their relationship did kind of look like that. I mean, it wasn't you know so goofy and immature as that. <laughs> but they do play uh, around. But with they each did. Other. Yeah. They had those even moments. as early
1: as. Yes, season one. Yeah, they, yeah. They were very. They could be very playful with True. each other.
0: and I felt like they had an instant connection. As in Justin, it's almost like they were tethered instantly. Mm-hmm. Justin knew exactly how Brian's mind worked after a few encounters, and vice versa. Like you, you. They knew they didn't have to speak. A look could tell yeah. them everything. And they could read that from each other. Yeah. So I mean, they had this special connection, and that's
1: a good point because in that way, that does kind of make it a little bit more similar to Ted and Michael. Who I'm sorry, Ted and um, Emmett, because. They are really good they were really mm-hmm. good friends first and then had this relationship and so I feel like as Brian and Justin were kind of becoming lovers or whatever they were also becoming friends. Yes. And so yeah, that does add mm-hmm. another layer to it. Uh well Michael comes in to pick up something to go and Debbie walks over and she asks about his I uh, that he deserved. Yes, and uh, yeah, pretty much. It was unanimous from all of our our diners in their comments. They're like, look. We don't condone violence either, but. Thank
0: you, guys. Yes. We, we No to the violence, but tell me Michael didn't deserve that right hook, Some okay? People
1: just can't be told to shut up. Right. They have to be made to shut up. That part. Right. And
0: I guarantee <laughs> and you he Brian won't do it again. And him
1: like three opportunities yep. to be quiet. Yep. So, I mean.
0: Guarantee you he yeah. won't run and mount that. He learned that lesson.
1: Yeah. Uh. Well, anyway, well, Michael winces at the slightest touch. Um. Well, Debbie lashes out at Brian calling him an animal oh, again. Oh, Lord. And Michael says, leave him alone. I asked for it. Can um, we get a clap, guys? A round of
0: applause. Michael it took some ownership. A little bit, okay. yeah. Uh,
1: but clearly not enough because he still hasn't <laughs> told anybody exactly what he said exactly. and what happened. And the fact that all this time has gone by and he has mm-hmm. not addressed it already with the rest of the group. Because so.
0: Debbie still calling him an animal. So, I mean, like, let's get yeah, it together. Yeah,
1: so you haven't. Yeah, you haven't gone to anybody and said, okay, here's what happened. Right. Even if you don't say exactly what you said to Brian, you can say, I was out of line. I said something I shouldn't have said. He reacted. Exactly. Yeah, I just... mm, I just kind of don't think it was good enough what he says. But anyway. But Michael does know that when it comes to him and Brian, Debbie's always going to side with her son. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's kind of to be expected. I mean, it's her son, but... Debbie needs to realize that her precious son can't actually do wrong.
0: I know. I hate that she has those blinders on. Like, listen, mm-hmm. we know you love your kid. Okay? Like, I mean, he still is afraid of you in his 30s. So we, we get that. But damn, girl, he is no angel. Right. Okay? He is not an angel. He's the type who throws a stone and hides his hand. You know you what? Know?
1: I said that line today driving here. Yeah. <laughs> About something totally different. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, So... Debbie says, since when do gays use their fists? And I think Debbie nor I need to hear that answer. Mm-hmm. So, Big Harry Al can just save his explanation on that. <laughs> um, well, anyway, Michael gets approached by a Rage fan and he asks him about the comic book. And he's like, hey, you wrote it, right? And Michael says, oh, yeah, yeah, but with a partner. But I think that's only because Justin was, was walking coming by. coming
0: through. <laughs> It, but even if Justin wasn't there, he did, If he didn't know Justin was coming in, he knew that Justin could pop up at any time. So I mean, he had to cover those tracks. If it would have happened at the bookstore, at the comic bookstore, it would have been like, "Yeah, I wrote it.
1: Yeah. That was all I me." I drew it too. Yes, I, exactly.
0: Did all the narrations? I drew it. I wrote it. I did. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Like Michael Boy.
1: Um. But um. Yeah. Well, Brian is listening in on this conversation from uh from his booth and. The guy says that he wishes there was a comic like that out when he was a kid you know, with a gay superhero. Now, Rage is probably rated M or mm-hmm. Mature, uh, but you know how the kids do. So.
0: I would have had it. I'm like, <laughs> I, somehow, I would have had that. I don't know how, but it would have been in my room under my bed somehow, as if my mama don't look under the bed.
1: I know. They always look it, under the bed.
0: I know, but it would have been it.
1: <laughs> he wants to know about the next issue, and Brian jumps on that. It's like, yeah, Mikey, when's the next one coming? Um, well, last episode, he was encouraging Michael to settle things with Justin. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Michael says to the guy he's not sure. Well, then he goes over to Justin, and he's like, you're still here, I see. And I'm just like, nope, don't talk to me. Okay. No. Listen,
0: I know you're trying to break the ice, bruh, but that is not the way to go. Yeah. We left on rocky terms. Not on rocky terms. We left on horrible ass terms. Yeah. You know? So, <laughs> like- um...
1: No, no. you need to wait like 9,485 days before you try to talk to me. Yeah, and try to be Uh, funny with that. Yeah, and Justin says that he tried to quit, but Debbie wouldn't let him. And he says, besides, I need the money. And then Michael says, "I guess Brian came in handy for something." Now, see, you just added another five thousand days. That part, because <laughs> girl,
0: I damn near reached through this TV on his ass. Okay, like, see, this is why you got socked in the eye. Yeah. Okay. That, <laughs> yeah. thats the type of stuff right there that got you socked in the eye. You do too much. Okay, Brian. Why are you back in this yeah. business? And why are you ever talking to me if you're gonna be throwing a little shade?
1: Right. And like Justin worked before they broke up. Thank you. Uh, and maybe the knee wasn't that dire as it is now, but. Don't act like that's all he did was lay up in the loft all day. True.
0: And not to say that Justin could have made all this work, but you know what? You can't put none past Justin. He was working in that damn club. It may not have been yeah. the best thing to do, <laughs> but, but he, he, was was clean, do and he was cleaning up on the coins. Okay, yeah. making the money. Brian... Being the lover that he is did not want his man out there sleeping with people for money, which is a good thing. But Justin, by any means necessary, Justin would have got his tuition paid. Yeah. Okay. It would have came through. So stop trying to use Brian for money. And if Brian heard you say that, he would have been pissed off because you should already know by now that it's more to Brian and Justin than, than money.
1: Yeah. And sex. Yeah. Michael's... I just got mad again because you, in the last episode, Michael was like, okay, well, I guess you really did love him. And so... Now you're acting like this. Yeah. Now you're like... Uh, anyway. Uh, so Michael says, well, if you want money, the comic book is a big hit. first of all, you have not apologized and you just insulted me twice, uh, implying that I was with Brian for (laughs) his money. Facts. Um, and just like, oh, you're still here. And then Justin turns around looking flawless, darling. That's the best revenge. Yes.
0: Looking flawless. That hair <laughs> yeah. is on Flizzy.
1: Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh he cannot believe that Michael thinks that they should work together. And Michael says, Well, we made a commitment. And Justin says, You betrayed me. And I am so glad he finally said mm-hmm. it. You know? uh, and Michael says, You betrayed yourself and Brian. And
0: Brian, though. That's if he would have said you betrayed yourself, I could have went, cool. But when he said and Brian, it's like, again, bro, let that shit Brian go. Brian
1: is not over here talking to me about right. this. Why are you?
0: Exactly. I just, ugh. Stop being Brian's Robin, okay? Because yeah. he doesn't need <laughs> you as that.
1: Yeah, well, Justin says, I don't want anything to do with Rage or you, and I really don't blame him. Um, he's already acknowledged his junk with Brian, and that just kind of is what it is at right. this point. But Michael is, like, keeping this going and Justin's like, nope, I'm not taking Mm -hmm. any part in that.
0: Your energy is negative. I got to protect my peace.
1: Yeah. And also, like, if creating with a partner requires, like, trust and acceptance and being respectful and this, like, mutual exchange, there is no way they can do that. We don't have that. Yeah. Yeah, You don't don't have it. Uh, I mean, Michael walks over there throwing blame and insults. Mm -hmm. And then has a nerve to think that they can work around that. Like, that's just... Michael, get your lemon bars and go on work to where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Your mama
0: got your little sack lunch, yeah. made.
1: Okay. <laughs> yes, get your sack lunch and go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brian would have seen all of that, but he stays out of it because you know this is between Michael and Justin. So then we see Lindsay at the park with Gus, and uh, little Gus is so cute. He is. And Melanie is coming over. And she's all business. She's on the phone. She's in her suit. She had a briefcase. And uh, they're joined by their friend Dusty, and she points out that she almost never sees Mel out on these play dates, and that's because Melanie is like really busy with work. Yeah. But they just settled an important case and finally got paid uh, in full after two years. While they are celebrating that, they're also sending congratulations to Dusty on her second baby with her partner.
0: mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Is it the third?
1: Well, they just had the second, and then she says she's ready ready for her her third. Yeah, Uh so. Then Dusty asks if Melanie and Lindsay are due for another. So, like, hey, aren't right. you all about due mm-hmm, for another? Mm-hmm, right. And Melanie nods her head yes, while Lindsay's like, oh, no, I've got my hands full with one. Well, Lindsay doesn't see Melanie right. nodding her head, but Dusty and Melanie have this awkward little exchange mm-hmm. after that.
0: Yeah, I mean, my thing with the the whole issue is uh, Lindsay needed help with Gus. Yeah. I, you, you weren't there. Like, how, how how are you going to help Lindsay with this one and Gus, Mm -hmm. you know, like, girl, it's easy said than done. You know, you're not carrying the baby. You're still getting to go out. You're not tied down. You're not tired and sleepy all the damn time like she is. You know, there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, yeah, yeah, you want to have a baby so bad. Y'all was just struggling. Then you have to use the retirement money.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and Brian's money. And Brian's
0: money. Like, I <laughs> yeah. mean, now you want two more, uh, another month? You just got baby.
1: back together. Yeah, and you
0: just got together. Oh, hell no. baby, A baby doesn't fix everything.
1: Right, and then when Melody left, she left Gus there with yeah. Lindsay.
0: you left and she, she, she had to bring in somebody, you know, yeah. who almost took custody yeah. of the baby. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she
1: had to yeah arrange a whole illegal marriage. Yeah, yeah.
0: to survive, because so, you left so the they behind should drive.
1: probably have some more conversations Absolutely about this before either one of them can give an answer on the baby situation. <laughs> um yeah uh so justin is out with daphne and uh it's good to see her again i'm glad that he's at least he still has daphne like, i know he still has the other friends too right. but daphne is the it's one that's his that core was just friend his. Mm-hmm. yeah and he's doing a beautiful portrait of ethan there um but his hand starts giving him trouble and it starts shaking and he says that he says it just gets tired sometimes like, Justin still has stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, in my mind, like, these are sides of him that really only Brian got to see mm-hmm. before. Like, Jennifer would have had some exposure to his mood swings and stuff at the beginning. But then, you know, he went to stay with uh, with Brian. And so I think a lot of that stuff that he was still struggling with was kind of kept between right. the two of them. Because he even tried to hide the issue with his hand from Brian. Yeah, But, of course, Brian found out because he ends up buying him the computer mm-hmm. But, yeah, so it seems like Daphne isn't even aware of maybe some of the stuff that's still... I feel like
0: it's a little disconnect between Daphne and Justin at the moment. Like, I know yeah. she's leading her own life. You know how it is. High school, your best friend, you think you're going to be inseparable, and then you get to college, and it's like, boom, a different world. Yeah, your schedules you know? just get different. Yeah.
1: And then, like, they're in different social groups, right. and so... absolutely. Yeah. So I feel like
0: this is a catch-up session because... Clearly she knows that he's not with Brian, but she is definitely she seems a little different. Yeah. You know, just just a little tad yeah, bit off. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, well Ethan is there playing on the corner and Justin says, you know how much he averages in a day. Now I was really expecting to be blown away. I was like, no wonder. I thought he's fixing well, to kill it. It's forty bucks. <laughs> so um I'm like, babe, I know you got dreams, but we got bills. So. For real.
0: <laughs> Because he got champagne dreams on a, you know what I'm saying, on a beer budget.
1: Yeah. You know so, um, He gonna have to, yeah, get a little piece of job that'll bring that daily average up. And I'm just like, why
0: can't he get a job, though? Like, I mean, you can still play and get a job. Like, so I, I don't, mean,
1: Justin's finding a way to
0: yeah to I just, work
1: and go to school and do his art. Right.
0: So, so yeah, I don't like, why, no, you just want to be lazy, okay? Yeah. <laughs> You want to be making 40 bucks and begging, yeah. okay? You do not have to be that starving artist out there. Yeah, okay? you really
1: don't have to be. <laughs> Daphne says, well, I didn't know being a beggar could be so lucrative. And Justin says, he's not a beggar. He's a street performer. So I'm like, okay, Justin, go am defend your man. Go Yeah. A little wordplay. And then Daphne's like, oh, yeah, how romantic. And Justin says, "We well, you have no idea. He tells Daphne about their romantic night spent under the stars. And it's like, I never did anything like that with Brian. But Daphne is like, Boy. don't do not do Brian because,
0: yeah. Daphne had one real friend. She's going to keep hold you accountable because. Yeah, she how keeps many... it real with Justin. No, I love that about her. She kept her. it real because she knew all those stories of Justin running from home, going out, getting the IDs to be out on a strip, when got all hurt. All he wanted yeah. was to be with Justin. That Brian. was it. Yeah. He couldn't think of anything else but Brian. She, that, she was there for all that. So, yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, uh uh-huh, you doing this with Ethan, uh uh-huh? I remember everything you did with Brian, you know?
1: Yeah, she's like, yeah, I remember some uh, steamy nights you had with Mm -hmm. him. And she uses his own words, and uh, he nearly blushes. But there's also this, like, hint of, like, don't be crass, not in a condescending way, but, like, oh, those are foolish, childish things. This other thing is so much more appropriate, you Mm -hmm. know, so much more meaningful and romantic. Uh, well, then Ethan comes over to join them, and he says hi to Daphne, and she is uh, not that impressed. <laughs>
0: Crickets. <laughs> yeah. She didn't say anything, you know? Like,
1: we've seen her around Brian, and we know she's always, like, really giddy around him. She loves the fact that they mm-hmm. were in this relationship together. Now, part of it is because she just thinks Brian's really hot, and so that's why she's always, And he's like, successful.
0: Like, yeah, she went to that loft and really was quick. like... Yeah. <laughs> she was looking around like it was the Taj Mahal. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh,
1: God. Yeah, but I think... And now, I do appreciate that she's not, like telling Justin what to do, or like, you made a mistake or you whatever, but she is not so easily going to walk away from right. what she knows. I mean, she, in a way, as a friend, you kind of trust your friend's partner mm-hmm. with them, mm-hmm. you know? And so I don't think she can just as easily walk away from that and be like... You know,
0: in this scene, it made me feel a certain type of way personally. I'm going to share okay. a personal story with you guys. Um, Brad and I, we have um, a, a really big age gap. A lot of people did not want us together, you know, and also Brian was accustomed to a certain lifestyle, and then yeah, who did I say? Brian. Mm -hmm. Oops, (laughs) I'm saying (laughs) Brad was accustomed to a certain lifestyle, and then barely McDonald's was on my resume at that time, so I barely have anything going. I'm in school myself, and um, I remember his friends. Like I mean, they weren't negative. They were never mean to me or anything. But his friends did not want us together. They like wanted somebody that could like take care of him and just give him the world. So when when you said that about her, you know, because she did not speak to Ethan at all because she wants Justin to be with someone who can give him everything, yeah, who can take care of him, make him feel good because she knows that Justin loves Brian very deeply, and Brian did care for him, but he was able to provide all those things that kept Justin safe and happy and vibrant. I, it made me feel a certain type of way, like, damn, you know? Yeah. Like, uh. it could have happened to me. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I think for Daphne, it's she wants, yeah, she definitely wants him to be taken care of and provided for, but she wants somebody who loves Justin as Justin and who will be good for him. And I think Ethan just have, hasn't proven that to her yet.
0: Mm, true. I mean, well, it's still fresh, so I mean, yeah, 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 and they have. to give
1: him a chance, but also, this is all pretty recent. I, th- I think we're still getting that impression that this is all still yeah. pretty recent, mm-hmm. and so this is him like bringing her around, Ethan, probably maybe not for the first time, but one right. of the first times. Yeah, it's
0: definitely not the first time because he knew her off the rip. Yeah, because it know?
1: wasn't like this is Daphne, this is yeah. my good friend. I mean, she she had seen him at Justin's little. Art thing he did at the school, oh, yeah. and she was like, Oh, uh-huh. he's cute, but then she's kind of moved yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And so, but she recognizes him from that, and mm-hmm. so she would know, Oh, y'all were messing around mm-hmm. while Justin was still with Brian, mm-hmm. and so she might also
0: feel a certain type of way about that. Yeah, we don't know how they feel, you know, we don't know how she feels about um, I don't know, I'm cheating. I mean, they
1: is that cheating? I mean, yeah, it because was he broke the rules, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, yeah, so well, I mean, he had like a full on, I mean, in Ethan's mind, they were already in a full on relationship, and so. yeah,
0: it was a repeat, so yeah, it was emotions behind it, yeah. but it was
1: also cheating, like, yeah. it, no, it was
0: definitely cheating, you're right, you're right, so we don't know how she actually feels and stands on that, you know, right, so
1: yeah, uh-huh. I think, yeah, I think for Daphne, the jury is still out, and she, but she's not rushing into this a uh, friendship with right She's which i think
0: she that. needs to be hesitant because when you when yeah. you're jumping into a relationship your eyes are like blinded right mm-hmm. so you need somebody good on the outside looking in and letting you know what the red flags are if they can see them Right. You know and because especially you because, because
1: of the way that Justin is talking about this he's already doing things in comparison to to Brian mm-hmm. so it's like why do you need to do that are you trying to validate the decision that you made like do you need that extra validation like so I think I agree she's right to be cautious. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but she, judging by her demeanor, she, at least for right now, definitely finds Ethan to be uh wanting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh well Justin asks her what she's taking next term, and she tells them, and it all sounds very pre med to me. Um, she asks Justin the same question and he says he's not taking anything because he is dropping out and she doesn't believe him, and he's like, Well, there's no money. Right. Uh, because Craig is useless and Jennifer is working, but she's a single mom now, and she's just now getting back into mm-hmm. real estate, into her career. And I think Jennifer would try to find a way to make it work, but I don't think Justin would want to put that burden on her. He wouldn't.
0: It would be too much stress for her. I mean, mm-hmm. she's just not getting her feet back wet in the industry. She does have a mortgage, and I don't know if she's to have a mortgage, but she does have a household to take care of with the child. And we know that um, Molly goes to school constantly. Therefore, that tuition right. has to be expensive as hell. Oh,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So, I mean, yeah, he definitely doesn't want to add any added stress to his mom. But yeah. anyway,
1: so Ethan's like, this is kind of news to him because he is a little bit newer to all of Justin's situation. And so it's kind of news to him.
0: Ethan is dumb. Did he think <laughs> Did he think that those tips from the diner, you know what I'm saying, was really paying for something? Maybe
1: some he people? thought he was just working for fun. I don't know. But... That's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so Ethan says, okay, well, how are you paying for it before? Who was covering it before? And the look Silence. on Japanese face, like she's like, mm, I know the answer to that. Yeah,
0: and you don't want to go there. Trust <laughs> yeah. me, you don't want to go well, there.
1: Well, Justin gives him a look like, who do you think yeah. was paying? And then, oh yeah,
0: that that has to be crushing. Yes, to Ethan. if you're Ethan, yes. Yeah. And like that has to be crushing. <laughs> like you can't do it for me. let I love you, you love me, but baby. I loved him and he could take care of me. Right. Okay. And yeah. make sure that my school was taken care of. So
1: Yeah. And there's just no way Ethan can do that on his forty dollars a day. That so, part, okay. Yeah. Um but anyway, yeah, that's where the money comes from. <laughs> and Justin's not gonna just go ask Brian for it. So right now it looks like he's gonna have to drop out. Have to drop out. Oh, so sad. So then we find Brian, and he is home trying all sorts of stimulation. I mean, he's on the phone with this guy, like, <laughs> trying phone sex. He's got profile pictures or something on his screen. And, you know, all the things that used to get him through, everything that he used to turn to that was kind of always there for him that he always count on to at least distract him or help him avoid things. None of that is working. It's so, not going to yeah. work.
0: His heart is elsewhere. Right. Like, as, as much as he wanted to hide it, as much as he wanted to fight it, I mean, it's here now. Yes, yeah, so you know he's
1: opened Pandora's box. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it there's is, no closing yet. No, it's
0: no closing. It's here, bro. So, I mean, it's going to take some time, you know, for him to actually get over it. I know they had only been together for a year, but in that year, I mean, like you said before, they formed a friendship, and then they had this close bond relationship, and then Brian has never, ever let anyone in that deep and that close to him you know yeah. so I mean he really opened up and now he's been cut you know yeah. that first cut is the deepest so that's true um, and he, he's going through the motions right now
1: I didn't have this in my notes for us to talk about but I want to bring it up so in the last episode uh, when Brian is talking to Lindsay uh-huh. and he says well I never loved him but even if I did you know, but when he's talking to Michael when he goes to apologize yeah. and Michael says well I didn't know you loved him and Brian's like well I don't believe in love except for you of course is what he tells Michael yeah and so th- it's an interesting difference in the way he talks about it with different him and people with Lindsay, mm-hmm. but also when he tells Michael, you know, except for you, well, we know that that's not true. He's anymore. gassing Michael up. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I think he says that for Michael's benefit. Not yeah. I don't think he loves him as a friend. Oh yeah, we know that absolutely. But he, j- I think he more so says that for Michael's benefit. Yeah. And also because that's a different kind of love. It is the love that he has for Michael. True. That doesn't necessarily have the power to. Yes, he's he would. Like, when they fell out in season one, yes, he's sad when they were kind of crossways, but that kind of love doesn't have the same power and effect over yeah, him.
0: Yeah, that's a friend zone love. Mm-hmm. We know that Michael's never getting the D. You know like? <laughs> he's just not going to get it. I mean, it. we
1: got two se- seasons left. He right. might. Man, he
0: ain't getting that. You know, period. And, you know, Brian should just bless him one last time, that last <laughs> no. episode, you know. Maybe well, just bless might, him. it might not. But. No, we know that's never going to happen because Brian, hell no. Absolutely not. Yeah. No, hell no. Brian would never. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Never. And if he did, then I'd be disappointed in you, Brian.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but
0: that was a friendship love, you know, like brotherly love. We've been friends for forever and a day. Justin, that's real love. You yeah. Know?
1: Well, and even when he, when he fell out with Michael in season one, he turned to Justin during yeah. that time, you know? And so here... He's turning back to Michael, but it's just... Well, we'll get into it, because... Right. Yeah. <laughs> we will get into that. Uh, but anyway, none of that's working for him, so he just turns everything off. Uh, Melanie and Lindsay are getting ready for bed, and Melanie wants to know if Lindsay was serious about no babies after Gus. You know, mm-hmm. they were talking to Dusty at the park or whatever. You know, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but their relationship is just so rocky. Yeah. <laughs> I just...
0: I mean, y'all just got back on good terms. Yeah, like, mm.
1: I just, girls, I don't know about about this whole thing. Yeah, y'all need
0: to chill out and hold off for a minute. Yeah. And also, I don't think really feel like it's fair to Lindsay to always be stuck home with a child. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's just not fair. She just had a whole new art room built in her house, you she know? She sure
1: did, yeah. And so, yeah, we're going to let that yeah, go, just to go to waste, waste? Yeah. yeah, like, um, no,
0: it's not cool.
1: Yeah, because Lindsay wants to get back to teaching and her art. And she mentions that someone told her that, you know, if you... Uh, produce enough work mm-hmm. we can get you a show so that's really kind of where she's wanting to direct her attention now that Gus is able to go to school and right. whatnot uh, well, we see them over in the bathtub and they're sharing a joint and sharing some wine and Melanie is really talking up this baby business
0: well she's good <laughs> yeah that's why she a lawyer yeah okay, she she's know how to got use those all words. the
1: right arguments I'm, yeah to try to real. convince Lindsay like oh you love being pregnant and you were <laughs> so beautiful your big old belly and you know all this stuff and yeah. Before a
0: minute Lindsay was going for it
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> she fell right on for it okay yeah um uh, but yeah to melanie it's like a done deal Cook line and sinker i got her uh so then we see michael and ben and uh, ben's cooking they're preparing for a night in and emmett is there getting ready and he is on his way out to meet ted at babylon and then he says when they leave babylon they'll go off to, to teddy's house for the night Ben turns down the invitation to join them at Babylon. He's like, he says, nothing short of a disaster could drag us out of the house tonight. So he is. This is what we're doing. We're staying in. We're yeah. eating.
0: We having dinner for two. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be romantic. It's gonna be us. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be you're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. We're not turning on TV. We're gonna get back to the basics.
1: Yeah. So Emmett leaves, and then right before they can sit down to eat, there's a knock at the door. Oh Lord. And Michael, they're like, well, we know it ain't Emmett. And Michael's like, oh gosh, if we don't answer it, he will go away. And this is what we talked about when, you know, last episode, Michael was chasing Brian everywhere. And now that Brian's coming to him, he's like, he's
0: running and hiding, (laughs) acting funny. You blowing this man up. Where are you? I'm worried. Like, no boy. Now I'm here. Yeah. Okay. And you don't want to open the door, please.
1: Yeah. So it is Brian at the door and he invites himself to dinner and he wants them to come to nine inch night with him at Babylon. (laughs) (laughs) But Ben says that they prefer to sit this one out. Uh, I love that when Brian sits down to eat, Ben's like, we didn't make enough. But he had just told Emmett, oh, he, there's plenty. Yes. He didn't He's like, I only made enough for two.
0: Yeah, they always <laughs> do that. Like, I mean, why is Brian always a threat to their relationships? You know, yeah. anybody Michael's with, you know, they're like, no, we don't have, uh-uh, it's not for you. But they're nice to everyone else, you know?
1: Yeah, well, because I think they see how easily swayed Michael is by right, Brian. Right, by Brian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, so their night in did not go to plan because the next night thing you see is uh yeah. Michael and Brian out on the dance floor with A Ben.
0: Nine inch night.
1: Yes, with Ben posted up at the bar uh, watching the last bits of his patience go down the drain.
0: That part. And I'm thinking, okay, if you you know I didn't want to come out, okay, mm-hmm. then why aren't we on the floor together at right. least? Right, you yeah, know. Or
1: sit over here and just drink with me. Like yeah. you can just watch Brian from afar, from afar, you know?
0: You don't have to be there dancing with him, getting him all off beat like you are, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, but come on. So I'm just like, dang, Michael. He give you an inch and you take two miles.
1: Yeah, yeah. At this point, it's just it's just a lot for for both of them. Emmett comes over, and Emmett kind of feels like us because he goes over to Ben and says, I thought you and Michael were spending an evening in together. <laughs> and uh, so he drops that little tidbit before going off to the bathroom. And while he's there, he is approached by Dijon. Uh, he's a, a flight attendant. And he is trying to spread himself all over Emmett. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah,
0: Dijon. If you don't get your little slutty ass on, okay, <laughs> yeah. he just told you he had a man. Okay, well,
1: I mean. he's in town on the layover, and he wants to spend a little time with uh with Emmett because apparently they made a date, uh, made a plan a few weeks ago, and that was a few weeks ago when Emmett was still single. Uh, yeah,
0: girl. <laughs> Emmett should never even entertain this. Okay, yes. I made these a few weeks ago when I was single, but you're no longer single. Right, Get him out your face. I mean, I feel bad for Emmett. Like, he was so closed up. Like, he (laughs) he didn't know what to do. Like, he's like... Should I go? Should I stay? Like,
1: yeah, because he was very much torn. He yeah. was like, I did, well, I was looking forward to this thing. He probably forgot about right, it. Right? Yeah. You know, I was like, at one point, I was very excited about this thing, and so
0: and Dijon does have a nice body. I ain't gonna lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come yeah. spread over me, Mister Mustard.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, Emmett does tell him that he has a boyfriend, and then Dijon says, "Well, I won't tell your boyfriend if you won't tell mine." That's so, what I don't like. With yeah, yeah, that's mm. not that's not cool. That's so, slutty. I with don't that like little that. parting uh, phrase, there he he leaves. And then Ted comes up to Emmett, and Emmett's trying to play it cool, you know. Um.
0: He's giving it all away to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, you're you're not good at playing it cool, mm-hmm. Emmett.
1: Uh, back at the bar, Michael and Brian come over for a drink break, and Ben is like, okay, it's time to go. Michael tries to get him to come dance with him, and Ben says, I told you I have class tomorrow, meaning I have an early morning, yep. so I am going home. Uh, he's like, that's why I want to stay home in the first place. And Ben isn't, like, commanding or forceful, but he is firm. Like, no, yeah. I'm going home. It's time for us to go. Let's go.
0: <laughs> oh, and, matter of fact, he didn't even say it was time for us to go. He was like, I'm leaving. Yeah. So, I mean, he basically <laughs> let him know, like, yo, this is over. Like, I gave you your, your moment. I know your friend is going through it. I'm here for you. But at the same time, we're together.
1: Right. And it's not even like, I knew it was right for me. I need right. to get some sleep. Yeah. So, I'm going home. <laughs> exactly. This <laughs>
0: yeah. is what I, I need to do. For me,
1: yeah. So Michael does leave with uh, with Ben, and Brian is left there behind. Uh, so then we see Justin and Ethan, and they are doing the meet the parent thing. And Justin is talking Ethan up to Jennifer. Like he, I think he wants that co sign from her. Mm-hmm. He wants her to to be on board and to be supportive of this new thing. And Jennifer is being a trooper, you know. But she's Jennifer's got a lot of cooth. and so I yes. expect her to to be well behaved and handle this situation well. True. Uh, Ethan is telling her about his grandfather who taught him to play. And then um, he tells her that he's grateful for his parents who found a way to pay for his lessons, even though they, they didn't have much money. Okay, the part of me that is mad that Ethan is not Brian wants to be like, ooh, he was trying to take a shot at Jennifer with that lie.
0: <laughs> right, right. But I, again, like, I didn't I didn't feel it. Like When we watched it, I heard it. I didn't really feel like it was any shade to that. I feel like it was a humbling moment. Because, I mean, he's very different from Brian. Although Brian worked hard for everything he has. But Brian is, I'm not going to say a gloat. Brian's a little gloater. You know what I'm saying? Like, he kind of like showboats a little bit. And um, I feel like the reason why um, Jennifer's taking it well is because now Brian, I mean, um, now Justin has someone his same age. Mm -hmm. You know, someone that's on the same playing field um, with him. They can experience the things um, that he's going through together, so I think she can she can feel that.
1: Well, I definitely think that Jennifer is thinking this is all very different. You know, yeah, they for had sure. This pleasant lunch, you know, there were no cuss words, no innuendo, <laughs> right? and no Brian trying to go for like the shock factor or whatever. Uh, she didn't have any visions of Ethan mauling Justin, you know, exactly. like she did with Brian yeah. at the, the art show, and I think she. In her mind, finds Ethan to be an appropriate partner, an appropriate match, like you were saying. Because in her mind, if she's like, okay, he's seeing someone and that someone is a man, she's probably thinking, oh, it's somebody he met at school or whatever. And when she met, you know, almost 30-year-old Brian, that's probably a shock to the system. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, so, but as she's talking, she does say that she doesn't have anything against Brian. And then she says, "If it hadn't been for Brian, I don't know what either of us would have done." And that's very true because mm-hmm. Brian was helpful to her in in providing a safe place for her son, even in season one. Yeah, when he went there, you know, when she dropped off his stuff, it was like, "Okay, well, you take him." He says he wants to be with you. You take him
0: because he didn't have to do that. No, he you know? didn't. And, he could have broken Justin's heart been, and sent him home.
1: Yeah, she might have been calling both both of their bluff, but uh, but anyway, she trusted him to take care of her son in that moment, right. and then definitely in season two when he goes back there after the bashing to live with Brian, she knows you're what he needs right now to recover, Mm -hmm. to get well, and he needs to be with you. And so she definitely has some uh, respect and appreciation for what he's done. for Absolutely. And then of course we know what, what he's done um, for, for Justin. So as she's talking, Justin cuts her off and he says, do you mind if we don't talk about him? I'm with Ethan now. And, I don't really think he's being bratty. I think it's an extension of what he was feeling in the last episode when he was running out of the loft cuz yeah. all those memories were kind of coming back and I think it would be so easy for him to just go back to mm-hmm. to that relationship and to what was before. And so I think he's trying to get himself on board, he's trying to get his mom on board, he's like this Definitely, is the direction we're going in now.
0: Seriously, like he's trying to tell convince himself that he's with Ethan, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what it is. He's convincing himself cuz if he doesn't want, he doesn't need any Brian triggers. Because we know how much he cares for this man. Yeah, I don't think that he's. St- he, I don't think that he does not care for Brian. Right. You know? No,
1: I think those feelings are still very much alive in yeah, his heart.
0: Yeah, they are. They are. So he needs. He don't need to hear the name. He don't need to be anywhere near him. He don't want to see him because he know those are triggers for him, and it's gonna send him back. And he also, he probably doesn't want to hurt Ethan either, you know? Right, Ethan yeah. is really just a rebound, you know? So, <laughs> he doesn't want to really hurt Ethan, although I really feel that's coming, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the rebounds never last.
1: Uh, Yeah, well, so, um, but yeah, I definitely think that's what he's doing. He's like, he's convincing himself, like you said, but also trying to convince the people around him, you know, to avoid those triggers and... And, you know, sometimes you just really kind of have to get your parents on board with the new thing because True. they will be hung up on an ex, even if that <laughs> ex is a trash box. Yes. You know? You're like, Mom, he doesn't do anything. He's got $2. You know? Yeah. And they, yeah, they're like, oh, y'all have such cute babies. Yeah. Like, He's a horrible person.
0: <laughs> we would never.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, moms need a little encouraging yeah. sometimes. Uh, well, Justin offers to get the tip, and Jennifer tells him to put his money away. And she, she says, well, maybe I can help with um, tuition. And this whole time, I think Jennifer has just been amazing. You know, right. Justin has, like, he's becoming a man and growing into his own life. And But now he's in this new relationship. He's dropping out of school. Like, just all this stuff, which a year, two years ago, Jennifer had a totally different life in mind for her son. And mm-hmm. she has just had to learn to love him and let him make his own decisions even when she disagrees and feels like he might fall on his face like but that's great parenting
0: though like i mean he has to learn on his own like Mm -hmm. i mean if you tell him no he's gonna do it anyway Mm -hmm. i mean so i mean that's really good parenting i feel like she found her her flow or her niche with him yeah and she'll
1: push a little bit but ultimately she knows justin is very strong willed right he's gonna do and he's very driven when he want has his mind on something whether it be something right or something wrong. <laughs> and so she's learned to just step back and say, if I want to save our relationship, I've got to just let him do his thing. Exactly. Well, Justin tells her that she needs her money for her and Molly, because, you know, that boarding school tuition Girl. is astronomical. Oh, uh, Jennifer tells Justin that Molly says that Craig asks about him, and unless he's coming with a tuition check, an apology, and a change of heart, he can just keep it across town.
0: Yeah, because I really thought he was dead. Like, how did he come back from the grave? Okay.
1: I know I put him in it. I my know. I came back. Okay. I, th-
0: I threw the first dirt. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> saying? So, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh,
1: yeah. And Jennifer says, well, maybe now that you're not with Brian, he might come around. And I highly doubt it. Doubt because it. Yeah, he had specific objections to Brian, but overall... It's the lifestyle. He was homophobic trash yeah. anyway, so...
0: It was the whole lifestyle that he did not agree with, mm-hmm. and he used his money as a weapon. You right, know? to but, try to, yeah, yeah. sway Justin, mm-hmm. but he was
1: not going to be swayed by that. And nope. Justin tells Jennifer, I'm not asking him for anything.
0: And I wouldn't either. I wouldn't stoop to that level. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, you know, I'm like, no. Me personally, I would never go back to this man and grovel for him, you yeah, know? No. Like, no, I'm not doing any of that. Like, I... You said enough, you know, and, and what what they experienced in this, in first season was enough. Like, that's why he's dead to us. This man is a psycho. He tried to right. kill Brian.
1: We haven't even seen him since Justin got bashed. And so it's like, did you even care? Yeah. Did you even acknowledge? And him? you're
0: asking about me through my why little Molly? sister. Yeah. Like, what the hell? I'm mm-hmm. your child. Even if you don't like my lifestyle, I'm your child. You still love me. Mm-hmm. Why haven't you checked up on me? Yeah, and then you're
1: putting Molly in a weird situation. So it's just, that's just not cool. Yeah, it's not cool not at all. Cool on you, Craig. Very immature. Well, so Brian is out doing a bit of shopping at Emmett's store. And Emmett's on the phone trying to get some help. And I just love that Emmett's gay (laughs) crisis is that can he, his question is, can he honor a sex arrangement he made before he had a boyfriend after he has a boyfriend? Amen.
0: Amen. (laughs) Yeah. Come on, babe. You better than this.
1: Well, Brian asks him what the problem is and he tells him the situation and Brian says that he's protected by the grandfather clause. So
0: Brian needs to sit down. Yeah, he
1: tells him he's allowed to honor his previous agreements as long as he keeps his mouth shut.
0: See, what? that's where I have issues at right yeah, there. Yeah, it's with that the last part. Shut. Yeah. Now now you made it to some sneaky. I could have rocked with it. I was like thinking, like, damn, really?
1: You just go to Ted, like, look, Ted, have you heard of the grandfather clause? This exactly. is how it works.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so but when I'm you say over
1: here with Dijon. Yeah.
0: But... Because this was already arranged. Yeah, this is okay? for
1: you. This wasn't yes. nothing to do with nothing you. Nothing to do with you. But I
0: love you, but I'm coming home to you tonight. I'll be
1: right back. Okay,
0: but I need to be his mayo to his mustard. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting three weeks, yeah. but uh, but you know, but when you hit that, oh, but don't tell nobody. Now it's a secret. Yeah. Now it's slimy and grimy. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, yeah. don't do that.
1: Yeah. Well, Lindsay and Dusty are out on a play date with the kids, and Lindsay says that she feels like she's missing all the excitement while Melanie is off working and doing this great service, building a great world. And Dusty tells her that the work that she's doing at home raising kids is just as important, which is very true. I want to send a shout out to all the stay-at-home moms and stay-at-home dads. Yeah, that part. <laughs> yeah. You. Uh Well, Lindsay clarifies that she's raising one kid, and Dusty says that ain't what she heard. <laughs> yeah, because Melanie told her that they were having another child.
0: Melanie's in trouble. <laughs> For one, don't be running our business that we barely discussed through yeah. the streets without even confirming with me. You know, like, I mean, because Lindsey Face had like a what? Yeah. What,
1: what, what? We doing <laughs> I don't what? want somebody else telling me my business yeah, thank that you. I don't even know. That yeah. part.
0: I mean, that's news to me. Like, don't do that.
1: Uh, So now Brian's camping out at Michael's store. And uh, again, this is what we meant. Michael didn't need to chase after Brian. Brian was going to find him when he was needed ready. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's my thing about this episode and just this friendship in general. And I promise one of these days we're going to, like, jump into, do, like, season-by-season discussions of their friendship. friendship. Yeah. But, so this friendship has some value, but it has some very unhealthy aspects. in Talk sick. Yeah. Um, Which we will explore more later. But anyway, for a self-proclaimed loner, Brian doesn't really do well with being alone. And so I kind of wonder if he was a loner after all, or maybe... The problem is that he got used to not being that alone. That part,
0: because we know in season one he was alone. Kind, of, I mean, Michael was always there, but he was a loner. Like he didn't, he didn't need Michael because he would leave and be in the back room. Michael be off looking yeah. all over for him, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, he was a loner. But then, yes, a whole year, every day he was with the same person, mm-hmm. you know. And we already know how his feelings are for Justin, so. Right now he needs someone. He's yeah. not used to being alone. Mm-hmm. And he also is not used to being hurting either. Like he has never his heart has never been broken. Now Yeah, not in, shoe- not
1: definitely not in this way. You know, right. uh no. Because that that was intentional. That was the whole plan. It was I'm not getting attached to anybody. I only see people one time. That's it. We have a quick encounter. That's it. Because he never allowed himself to, to get, get that to get mm-hmm. that deeply attached. Yeah, that deeply involved where he could be hurt. And so again, it's like okay, this is what happens when you love someone. It yeah, ends so, in pain like this. Yeah,
0: so. that's another little check on his book of why right. he doesn't do relationships.
1: Yeah, so. but even knowing that that check is there, I,
0: yeah, I don't think mm. no, nah, he gonna get the eraser on that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, Brian asks what time Michael and Ben are having dinner that night, and ben, and Michael says we're not. We're going to we're going to dip De- to Ma's or to Debbie's. And Brian dangles an underwear party in front of him, and uh, he's like, oh, well, you go do that, and I'll be at this little underwear party. And Michael says, well, he can't believe Brian's stamina. You work all day and party all night. And Brian says, well, in the vast emptiness of space, the faster you move, the slower you age. And I think there are a few things to unpack there, Mm -hmm. uh, because even if Brian didn't mean to like package it for us like that. Um, I think he's definitely feeling like he's in a vast emptiness space. of space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And he's doing all this stuff like moving very quickly to avoid thinking or feeling or aging and not necessarily aging in numbers but kind of, but just growing up.
0: If he's hitting all these parties doing all these clubs and stuff he's not. his mind isn't focused on the things that's hurting him. Right. And also he's doing things that young people do. He's Like you said he's working all day and partying at night. That's what young people do. Yeah. I wish I could do that shit still. <laughs> I don't have yeah. it in me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Boy, come ten o'clock, I'm ready to lay down. Don't let me hit the bed. It's over. It's a wrap.
1: Yeah, so I, I definitely think that he is doing all this stuff. He's trying to outrun the things that might change him, or touch him, or affect right. him, or just kind of weigh him down. Because um,
0: he's already feeling different, so he needs to keep some type of normal life going. You know?
1: Yeah, and you know the old patterns that were once a comfort or a validation are almost his reason for existence. Like that—that that was its own kind of emptiness. But even that emptiness didn't feel as heavy as this new kind of lonely emptiness. Feels. Right. Yeah. But also, Brian is not helping anybody's relationship. I mean, he just gave Emmett
0: The most terrible, advice. worst advice ever <laughs> yeah. in the world. And But you know, Emmett wrong for that shit. Emmett went to the person that he knew was going to give him the <laughs> advice right. that he wanted to hear.
1: Because you okay? definitely, I definitely do that. Depending on what I want yeah. the person's advice or response to be, I know who to go to. Exactly. Like, I know which of my friends will tell me what I want to hear. That
0: part, okay? <laughs> okay? And Emmett just did that, okay? Because yeah. he was, Grandfather Claus? He was really excited for this <laughs> yeah.
1: shit. Well, M- Michael tells Brian that he can't come. And Brian says he understands. He's uh, like, oh, you know, you're in a relationship with your, what is it? Your significant other. <laughs> uh, but uh, so later on, we see Michael closing up for the night. And Brian shows up right. um, <laughs> like he's going to attack him.
0: I got scared in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought I was like, oh damn, like I've been trashing Michael now, he's about to get robbed and mugged. They're like yeah. Damn.
1: But it's just Brian and they start goofing off there on the street and he tells them that I'm gonna take you I came by to take you to your to your mom's. Uh, but also just Brian knows that he can push and pull Michael into doing what he wants him to do. And so while they're driving, Brian accidentally passes the turn off for Debbie's house accidentally. Yeah. and Michael puts up a half-hearted fight for about 0.2 seconds yeah. <laughs> and, but honestly I highly doubt that Brian would have forced him to go if he was just straight up like I do not want to go uh, take me home. But he I'm was not coming with yeah, you. Yeah, he
0: was whimsical with the shit. You well, know, like, oh, uh, Brian, <laughs> uh, like, uh,
1: I have to go to mom. Like, are you really going to do this? If
0: you would have <laughs> yeah. been like, say, bro, for real, man, like, no, stop, pull over. Yeah. Pull over right now. Let me out. He would have pulled over. Yeah. He would have gave him some shit, but because, he would have pulled yeah, over. Yeah, because
1: I don't see Brian as the kind of person to really do that. Kidnap somebody. Yeah, or, yeah okay. really force you to do something against your, your will. Uh, he might like, Ask you four or five times, but um, you know, with, when it's his friend that he knows well. But, but yeah, so even though we're going to get to Brian's stuff, but I feel like Michael is really feeding into this codependent toxic mess. And he's also disrespecting Ben here. That's what I don't like. Yeah. Uh, but, But Brian's doing the same thing because he knows what buttons to push and what things to say. But that's typical Brian, though. Right. And
0: also, Brian is not in a relationship with Ben. It's Michael's duty to check his friend Mm -hmm. and say, hey, you're being disrespectful to my relationship. Mm -hmm. I love you, but I love him. And this is the fine line. Right. that
1: even if I'm going to go with you, I still need to call Ben and tell him where I'm going so he's not at home worried. Exactly.
0: You know, we have plans. I understand you're going through. I will let him know that I will make it up to him, but I need to let somebody know what's up.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, even just something like that. Um, but you know, when Michael does try to call Ben, Brian doesn't let him complete it. And I mean, y'all all know that I love Brian with half of my heart and the other half belongs to <laughs> Justin, but this is just not a good color on Brian.
0: No, it's not. But again, Brian's hurting and Michael's allowing it. So yeah, it's really I know, on Michael. So it's
1: on both. Of, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. It, it, if anything, it cuts down the middle for, for the two of them. Uh, well, Emmett has gone to Dijon to tell him the bad news that he will not be able to keep their little date. Uh, but uh, oh,
0: isn't he so sweet? He didn't want to yeah, call, yeah, he's he gonna said, do it in person. His Aunt
1: told him to go deliver bad news in person. Yeah, well, Dijon is the consummate attendant, so Emmett is whined and dying before he even realizes. Okay. it.
0: didn't know what hit him.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, because Dijon is willing to go to any length to Oof. satisfy a customer,
0: baby. And when he unzipped them pants, we saw <laughs> all the links that he go through. Okay.
1: Uh, so then we see Debbie, and she is calling Michael, asking him where he is. And it's De- Debbie, Vic, and Ben are there, and they're all waiting for for Michael. Um, well, Vic says. This doesn't sound like Michael, you know, not telling us where he's going. He's supposed to be here. It doesn't sound like him. And Debbie's like, well, I know who who it sounds like.
0: And I ain't like that either. Now, no. don't get me wrong. Y'all know I have this love thing with Brian, but I don't like that. Stop putting all this damn blame on Brian. Yeah. Michael's a grown-ass man.
1: I love Debbie. And I even loved, I like Debbie's relationship with Brian, but sometimes it's just like... She if, picks too much. Yeah, and there's a... If, if anytime it comes down to... Michael or Brian, she's always going to side with Michael, even when Michael is cr- clearly wrong. wrong. Now, in this one, we did say that they both have some blame here. They do. But but, but there's a blaming, pattern of her yeah. always...
0: Blaming Brian. Right, bra- blaming and Brian. I'm and not, not really that. accepting
1: that Michael messes up, too, True. you know? And Michael has some say in that friendship, too. Uh, so, yeah, that's the side of Debbie yeah, and, and like the relationship that with Brian that it's not, not my favorite.
0: And also, Ben is still getting to know them like that. You know, yeah. you guys sitting up here talking about him without him even being here or Michael being here to defend it because Michael would never let that happen. Yeah. Okay, Michael here to defend him. It's not a good look. It's mm-hmm. our, You see, Ben is sitting here by himself. So now he's going to have a side eye towards, you know what I'm saying, Brian.
1: Right, yeah, because he's still trying to figure out exactly how that relationship yeah. works, that friendship works. But yeah. Well, according to Ben, um, Brian and Michael have been out every night this week and last week. And Ben says, well, you know, Brian's really hurting, and he's trying to pretend that everything is fine, but it's not, and so he needs his friend there, because the more he hurts, the more he tries to hide it. And Debbie's like, oh, that's so nice and compassionate. She's like, but you need to forget nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she says, you need to draw a line in the sand with Michael. If you don't, he'll keep this up. Do you agree with her advice?
0: Um, well, kind of. I mean, yeah, I do, actually. Like, like we said before, they need to speak up, you know, mm-hmm. like you have to draw that line, set those boundaries. Mm-hmm. If you do not set boundaries, I mean, it's, it's going to continue to happen.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. You know, when you when you make a habit out of constantly excusing someone's disregard for you and your time and your energy, you give them uh, permission to disrespect yeah, you. Yeah, you do. And you're disrespecting yourself in the process.
0: Absolutely, because you have no self-respect mm-hmm. for allowing someone to disrespect you. Continuously,
1: right? If you if they feel like there are no boundaries, then there will never be any boundaries. Right. They can just run all over you, and do whatever they want. True. Yeah. Uh. Well, Debbie says, let's just hope Michael wakes up and realizes he's just a substitute for Justin. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and Vic adds, but usually the substitute is the last to know. And the look on Ben's face says to me, like, "Am I a substitute, substitute. for Brian? Yeah. 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 Ooh. Lord, uh, that's deep. You know. And just one more. I know, because one more thing about Michael and Brian here, so Brian can go to clubs and parties and joke around with Michael, but there are things that he will never get from that friendship with Michael. right? And there are things that he'll never give Michael, and not just physically. There are things that he'll never give him because that's not the relationship that right. they have. And so that means eventually even this substitute will fail him. So, you know, all the other stuff that he's been trying all mm-hmm. episode long, and then even this with with Michael, that's not going to be enough.
0: But when Michael's not enough, what is that going to do to Michael's self-esteem? And then how is that going to affect Ben? You know, if Michael's down and out because of Brian, is he going to retaliate towards Ben? So I mean, I don't know. It's a
1: really good question. <laughs> we shall
0: see. So, that's coming up soon.
1: It's a really good question. <laughs> uh, well, Lindsay is not happy when she comes into the kitchen after putting Gus down for bed, and Lindsay says that Dusty announced to her that they were having another kid. And I can see where Lindsay is coming from on this one because she does handle the majority of their child rearing like Melanie helps because she's the primary breadwinner but it's really not fair of her to assume that Lindsay will make the same sacrifices again that she just kind of wants to do that automatically especially when they really haven't talked about it aside from the conversation where Melanie is like you love this. It was great. You want to do this again. Plus, with their breakup and makeup routine, Lindsay can't afford them two kids if they have another <laughs> little,
0: another little hiccup. <laughs> because she, um, she left Gus when she was out there, you know, yeah. doing her thing with the, um, what was that lady name?
1: Oh, um,
0: but I remember she was smoking cigarettes. And I,
1: McDowell, or McDonald, maybe.
0: Whatever the case was, yeah. I remember like she left. Left Lindsay with the baby, you yes. know? So, hell no, Lindsay, do not do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know her track record. Okay? Yeah, it's
1: just not fair for Melanie to just sign Lindsay up to be walking around with her eyes bloodshot, hair not combed, <laughs> boom, sagging, kids running around everywhere. It's just not fair. Um, and I really don't think Lindsay appreciates the assumptions Melanie is making on her behalf. Exactly. Plus, I think Lindsay is a little bit envious of Melanie's freedom. Like, right. Melanie gets to go off and live her career and have and dreams. Yeah, and have drinks with, with her friends and, like, oh, she's so important in her in her job and, you know, all this stuff. And so I think there's a little bit of Lindsay that feels a little lost in that.
0: I, I, I Exactly. But I, I wish Lindsay also could see how rewarding it is for her to be at home with Gus, you yeah. know? Because she spends the most time with him. So
1: Well, you know, in season one, Lindsay was the one who was wanting to stay at home with Gus and not go to work. Right. And that meant that Mel would have to work harder and longer hours and things like that to be but able he's to big sustain now. them. Yeah, but they, she put her time now. in. Yeah,
0: yeah, she put her time in. She's ready to help out around the house because mm-hmm. she can bring in an extra income, an extra check. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and it's also her passion. So I mean, he's big now, and y'all did all this work to get his ass into the school. You know, so
1: <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, you know, but this is like a common thing that happens in all kinds of relationships when one partner takes the other for granted or doesn't see the contributions of the other partner. Um, you can't. You only see what you do. You know, right. you don't really see what they do and. Yes, yeah, it's kind of hard to see it from yeah. the other person. Well, I do this. When
0: well, I do this, I do this. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. we've
1: talked about before how the two of them fight very dirty. Yeah. They fight. And so Lindsay throws out, well, if you want to have a baby, you have it. And then Melanie says, well, you know that my doctor said that I can't have any children. And Lindsay, of course, would have known that. Yeah. But Lindsay's like, mm. Yeah, like,
0: no, nah, baby. <laughs> Technology has changed. Okay. Like, yeah. you, there, well, there was a will, there was a way. Okay. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not doing it. If you want it, you figure it out.
1: Yeah. Uh... My
0: thing is, who is the donor? They haven't asked anybody. Well, Brian is not in no state to do another no state to do <laughs> another baby. Now. No, no,
1: no. Okay. Period. That cannot happen right
0: he's now. not doing that. And then it was a mess with the first time. So no, he's definitely not doing that. Yeah. Um, y'all gonna have two baby daddies? I mean, what? Who well, y'all so got this lined is up? A,
1: this is a repeat of the last problem. They did not have the proper conversations before. Exactly. <laughs>
0: They had the baby. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, "Uh, y'all are definitely not ready. You don't even have the baby daddy lined up."
1: Yeah, let's so. let's hold off a minute. Mm-mm. Um, well, apparently someone resurrected Craig from the grave we put him in because oh, Lord. there he sits. How do you feel about Justin going to Craig after all?
0: Man, I was disappointed, you know, to be honest. But but then I was like, I don't know why I'm disappointed because the boy is, is so strong. He's never going to let this man disrespect him. He's going to stand 10 toes down on what he believes in. So on all his beliefs, he's never going to veer from the man that he is. So I was like, yeah. I really didn't care. I was thinking to myself after I got over it, I was like, go get those coins. Drain his ass. Get those coins. <laughs> get enough coins for Jen and you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: yeah. Well, I know. I kind of felt the same way at first. I was like, oh, man. But then it's like. It's right. Justin has his limits. Like, he's only going to put up with so much. And it's right. like, you're only going to say certain things to me. You're only going to insult me so much. And then I'll just walk out of yeah. here. Because he had no problem before not having a relationship Mm-mm. with uh with Craig. But so, yeah, I wasn't that. I didn't feel like he was. Um... I mean, sometimes you do have to shift and bend on on some of your things. But you can still be yourself. Right. But have your your boundaries and your limitations. True. And, so,
0: and we I, that's what I'm saying. I know he's going to have his boundaries and, and his limitations. Yeah. But this is very important. He needs his school taken care of. So, I mean, before you just throw in the towel, you might as well try.
1: Exactly. And I do think it's also just kind of realistic for there to be a part of him that wants his dad to still love him. I mean, we saw that True. in season one. He, he was like, Mom, just try to make him understand. Like, maybe he'll come around. And so... Even though Craig was awful and gave Justin no reason to care about him at this all. It's his dad. still his dad, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's going to be... I mean, we see that with Brian. He had that yeah. with his dad, mm-hmm. you
0: know? And his mom. Uh,
1: yeah, and his mom. Like, there's still something in him that wants...
0: That his, approval. His,
1: or at least that love. That love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but when Craig offers him a soda while he's pouring himself... Um,
0: like a scotch or yeah,
1: something. Yeah. Uh, ju- and he says, do you want a soda? And Justin's like, N- no, um, I'll have what you're having. And I think that's a subtle little as acknowledgement a game changer. that Justin is not really coming to him as a son seeking his father's acceptance and approval. I'm coming to you it's as like, a
0: man, as Yeah, an equal. Mm-hmm,
1: I'm an equal now. Like, this isn't going to be one of our father-son chats that we used to have. Like, the terms are different now. The playing field is different now. And so, yeah, he understands that their relationship will only be what it'll be. And right now, he needs Craig's money. Right. <laughs> and, yeah, and so he's like, okay, I might not hold out for your, yeah, I would like your acceptance, but that might not come. So, right. Well, Craig says, Molly tells me that you're better and...
0: Why is I mean, Molly telling you? Yeah, I mean... You his, should feel shitty as a father. His
1: only updates on Justin's progress are coming from poor Molly on a very long-distance call from her school <laughs> way in Sri Lanka. That part. <laughs> so you ought to do better, Craig.
0: And also, you know, she's not giving all the details. She don't know everything. They don't involve kids and adult business on everything.
1: You know yeah, like, well, and then snippets. he's got some other little woman up in there. It's too soon. Lori. Okay. I don't even like Lori on principle. That part, okay. <laughs> Just because anybody who will put up with Craig and it's Awful behavior.
0: You can tell he extra. Hell, she ain't even got no coat on. He got a fucking leather yeah, jacket on. Like yeah, he's like, a
1: kind of cat Dad? Yeah, who are you, boy? <laughs> oh,
0: I'm going to sip on my scotch with my leather coat on my legs crossed. Boy, if you don't get your, your homophobic, cheapskating ass. Hell no. Got me mad over here. Well,
1: Justin just comes out and uh, asks him for... For help with his tuition, and Craig reminds him that he was willing to pay for business school, not art school. And Justin says, Well, I was hoping you changed your mind because I completed my first year with with honors and even with the issues with my hand. And he just kind of tosses that in, like, if you cared about right. of my recovery, and also, like, I've been working really hard at this. You know, I'm taking this very seriously. And Craig says, Well, what about Brian? And Justin says, Well, we're not together. And Craig says, Finally, some good, good news. news. Like, forget you. He yeah. just told you he's recovering. He's getting amazing grades. Like, And that's the only are, thing you can focus yeah, on. Yeah, and that's your only good news. And he tells him, well, if you want to talk about Dartmouth, then Justin's like, I'm going to stop you while you're ahead. Yeah, goes, I'm never going to be a businessman, and I'm never going to be straight. And then Craig tells him this story. When you were a kid, the one thing that meant the most to you wasn't making your mother happy. It was making me proud. And no father could have been more proud than I was. And Justin says, "So what? Now you're ashamed?"
0: Um he's like, "No, not ashamed. But I hated this story. Yeah. That story was dumb as hell. No, you're you telling me that you're ashamed of me mm-hmm. after I just told you all the great things I went through. I've overcome all of these obstacles, yeah. and you're telling me that I I make you feel ashamed?
1: Right? I mean, Justin has been amazing. I mean, overcoming one adversity after the next. The next. I mean, someone trying to kill him. He got and back he has up after
0: that a number one selling fucking comic book comic book out as well. Yeah. You know, I
1: mean, yeah, he's had you know he's had a Couple wobbles, but he keeps getting up to recover and fight as much as he can. And um, he chose his own emotional health at the expense of his first love and all the comforts that that relationship right. brought him. Um, he did all these things to make sure he would never have to darken Craig's doorstep again. Exactly. <laughs> you know, there is plenty to still be proud of Justin for. You know,
0: true. I, um, I just hated that. Conversation. Yeah, I did too.
1: Well, Justin tells him, "I may not be the man that you want me to be," but he, but he says. I am the man that I want to be. Oof. I'm the only man I can be. Come if through. you can't be proud of me for that, then that's your problem. Oh. And that's what you said at the beginning. Justin is still going to be Justin. Yep. Even if he has to go back to Craig and ask him for for money, he's only going to take so much. Yeah,
0: he's only going to he's going to let you say what you need to say, but he's definitely going to stand up for himself mm-hmm. for sure. And um I was proud of him in that moment.
1: Yeah, me too. I love that that he that he did that. That he didn't yeah. cry in front no. of them. That he didn't like I'm so sorry, disappointed. He's like, "Nope." No. I Craig am who can, I want to be, exactly. and I'm making strides to continue to be that person. That so. part.
0: Because Craig was definitely trying to take little jabs, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, you know, he, he did that very gracefully.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out Michael uh, went with Brian all the way to the underwear party, and now Michael's like, I'm I'm leaving. I mean it. Give me your keys. I'm taking the Jeep, and I'm going to leave you here. And Please. Michael asks for his phone back, and he calls Ben, but his phone is dying. Um, so that conversation goes nowhere, and then Brian's like, oh, you know, you want to say, you can come participate, and if you don't want to do that, you can watch. This, I just, I don't like anything about this scene here. I just, it really kind of upsets me a little bit. I feel like Uh, Michael was cheating. Well, and I just, I don't like it for either one of them. I don't like it. I did, and so before I... Go into this like deep stuff. I did notice that, like, they're all wearing white underwear and, and, Brian's, black. and Brian's got them black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll do some of that later. Maybe. I think what really gets me about this scene is okay. So for Michael, it's like you said that you didn't want this life anymore. Like, when you, Ben made it clear he wanted something serious if y'all were going to be together. He wanted like a committed relationship that. I mean, yeah, you can have fun, because, I mean, Ben's out at Babylon dancing with his shirt off, you right. know? But I don't necessarily think that this is something that Ben would be okay with, no. you know, if he saw Michael doing this. And I don't think that Ben would be okay doing this, knowing that he Michael's at home waiting for him. And so, that part, and then also, it's just like, for Brian, what's upsetting to me about this is like, it's not fair for you to make to draw someone else into your abyss like that. Right. You know, when you're you're struggling, you got things going on. And I mean, my heart breaks with his heart over the loss of their relationship. But that's just not fair to do that. It's not healthy to do that. It's just very, very toxic.
0: Yeah, but it also goes back to, you know, being your own man. Okay, although he was there, he didn't have to participate. He had to watch. He had to do anything. He could
1: have left at yeah, any point. That's exactly. True.
0: You could have left. They got cabs all up and through Pennsylvania. I mean, where are they at? Pittsburgh which is in Pennsylvania but Pittsburgh. Um they have cabs all up and through. He did not have to stay there, okay? At right. all. So I mean, yes, Brian is wrong for tempting his friend,
1: but, but Michael chose to stay. Michael chose to I stay. I mean, he planted his feet right there and then his the whole he's not looking at anybody else. His eyes are locked on Brian. On Brian. And so it's like it's, that thing is still very much alive in him, you yep. know, cuz he could have just he could have went Found over to look else. at somebody else. Mm-hmm. But the whole but, but Brian knows that too and so he kept his eyes on Michael because that's how he knew you could make Michael stay. Yep. So just for both of them, it's just that codependency is just very, very
0: I will say, though, awesome. it made me look at Brian in a sexy way. <laughs> he controlled that man. His looks were so intense. And what he was doing... The man is the best, okay? The man is the (laughs) best at what he does. Like, that was a hot ass scene. He didn't, not once did he touch Michael, but I felt like he was fucking Michael on his mind, and Michael was definitely enjoying it.
1: That's what Michael was feeling. And I think Brian wanted him to feel it, not because he wants to give him that, but he was like, I want him to stay with me. I know how to make him. Yeah, exactly. I know how to make him stay tonight. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I probably did not do that scene any kind of justice, but it just bothers me. So I'm going to move on past (laughs) it. So Melanie goes to the diner to do some work because things are very tense at her house. As uh, usual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, hmm Yes, while they're trying to have another baby. <laughs> uh, luckily, Debbie is working the graveyard shift, and Melanie tells her that Lindsay says, well, if we want to have another baby, I have to carry it myself. And so she goes through all this stuff about why that's kind of not the plan that she wants to follow. And it kinda all just sounds like excuses. Excuses. You know, like she just wants to put it all on Lindsay. But Debbie digs down okay, like what's really the issue. And Melanie says it's not about the pain or the inconvenience. She says Lindsay is braver and stronger and just a better woman. And Debbie tells her it is hard. It is unpredictable, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And she tells woman, uh, she tells Melanie that she is woman enough to handle it. And so I think that's what Melanie needed needed to hear. She did. And yep. uh, yeah.
0: Debbie comes through with some good advice. I mean, uh, majority of the time. I mean, it's like sometimes she can be off. Everybody, nobody's perfect. But in this um, instance, I thought she came with some good advice. She was strict and stern and firm, but then also understanding. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's what exactly what um, Mel needed to hear.
1: Yeah, and I really like this scene for Melanie because we always see Melanie being so tough. Like, she always feels like she has to be the tough one. Right. She has to be the strong one. She has to be that bulldog, you know? Mm-hmm. But and we saw it vulnerable and a little Yeah, weakness. and to see, like, there is some side of her that she does feel like...
0: She's not enough.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so... And then definitely for, I know not all lesbian women feel this way, but I know some do where they feel like, well, I'm not woman enough for this, but I'm not man enough for that. Or I have to be more manly than this or more feminine than that. And so it just becomes this weird thing. And so I like that they kind of played with that a little bit through Melanie in this scene. So it's the morning after and Ben is there being more passive aggressive than my college roommates (laughs) uh, because he is blending a very loud smoothie in the kitchen and Michael comes crawling out of the room and, Of course, it's all Brian's fault. Brian kidnapped him Uh, and, you know, all this stuff. Like, I wanted to come home, but Brian made me stay. And Ben is like, you know, maybe this wasn't a good idea. Like, maybe us living together is not the right idea because I think in Ben's mind, that meant one thing. It's kind of interesting because it's almost like Brian and Justin, (laughs) but just in a different way. But in Ben's mind, okay, us living together now means one thing, but... um. He's like, okay, apparently. He hit him over the, the head. To
0: he told him, like, when you said we was moving, um, we were gonna live together, I thought that you would be here sometime, you know? Yeah. Like you're never here. Like he knows that he what what I love about Ben is Ben loves Michael so much that he's allowing Michael to go out with Brian. Mm-hmm. But Michael is taking instead of taking an inch, he's taking two miles, mm-hmm. you know. And now it's becoming disrespectful to Ben. So I'm I'm with Ben. Maybe yeah. this was the wrong choice. It wasn't right, it was too fast too soon and yeah, um because
1: i was looking for one thing in a relationship and i thought that's what we were getting but right. anybody's he, like okay that's fine if we're, if we're not there yet then i'm just gonna move out yeah, he I'm wasn't just really saying we have to break, break up, up but no. it was just like
0: we, we, we're not okay, gonna go this way. clearly
1: step. we're not at the yeah. level or stage i thought we were at so maybe we need to step back a little bit exactly um yeah but also like ben has respect for himself and it's just like only once you push me and do take this so far because ben has put up with a whole lot yep. like i would have given you maybe like maybe a weekend <laughs> you yeah. know like
0: yeah but now but it's been two consecutive, weeks and it ain't yeah. slowing
1: down nah. like i don't know dude
0: like i mean your friend your friend got money go send him to the best <laughs> therapist <laughs> okay
1: yeah or just what an eminence head doing you know yeah. something like that but anyway so speaking of eminence head they are at the gym working out and uh dijon has not left town yet Ugh. So he comes over and he tells Emmett well, that he's flying out tonight and he basically propositions him in front of Ted. Even after Emmett is like, this is Ted, my boyfriend I was telling you about. But uh, yeah, he is um, is not subtle at all. No. And then Ted just reads the whole situation well and he automatically knows what happened.
0: Oh, I felt my heart broke for him why you could really feel the hurt and the pain Mm -hmm. over him because he did read that and also it's one thing to cheat on me but then to have the person you cheated on me with in my face and then being disrespectful yeah because he did not he never once acknowledged ted at all he looked at him kind of rolled his eyes like he was better and then got between the two of them and was touching on you ted you got way more cool than i do because i would have been acting (laughs) a fool up in the gym it would have been turned out okay yeah well
1: the other side of this is because they were friends like emmett has walked through a lot of this hurt and disappointment and heartbreak with ted before and so it's just like for you to do that to me right or to subject me to that when you know how much of that i've had to deal with it's like that's disrespectful on two levels mm-hmm. like as my friend and as my my boyfriend or whatever so ethan and justin are talking to someone at the college about his tuition and Ethan does not have any money, but he does use his words and charm to try to support his man. And he tells her, you know, if Justin can't go to school. You'll be depriving the whole world of his, of his gift. And the woman tells him, she's like, I don't see what the problem is. And she says, well, basically, you can save your breath because Justin's tuition has already been paid. Okay. But one other thing about this scene... Uh, Justin is dressed very different in the, in this scene. Like, he's wearing a turtleneck. He looks so mature. I know. Yeah, it's like they're making these deliberate decisions to kind of grow him up a little bit, mm-hmm. but also just make him take himself and kind of life more seriously. right? And not necessarily didn't before, but you know what I'm saying. The assumption is that Justin somehow convinced Craig to pay for his tuition after all, but when you see the look on Justin's face, like, I think he knows somebody he else might have...
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, at that moment, I was torn. Like, I didn't know. Like, I was thinking, well, maybe. Like, I mean, I was thinking, like, damn, Brian did it again. Then I was like, I don't know. Because, you know, maybe he didn't, like. Because maybe that
1: line that that he said to Treg could really,
0: that I may not be the man you want me to be, but I'm the man that I want to be. I was thinking, like, damn, if my son told me that, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to rock with him. You know, like, I taught him well. Um, so I was thinking, like, maybe, just, may- I wanted to bring this motherfucker back from the grave, okay? I <laughs> yeah. wanted to bring him back, be the zombie apocalypse, Craig, okay? Yeah, but-,
1: but the next line we hear is, that's just standing up the same as any man would do. And Brian is there in the loft watching One-Eyed Jacks on the TV. Um, and it's clear that Brian knows this movie well. We see him mouthing along to the words... So there's a, we go to the scene on the screen there and there's a a woman and she's speaking, now she's speaking in the context of the movie, of course, but she says, um, and do you think that, and is that what makes you a man? And so when we take that, that definitely fits in the situation here because this is how we find out Brian has paid Justin's Mm -hmm. tuition. And so even from afar, he's taking care of him. So not only does he love Justin, but he believes in him too, Mm -hmm. uh, because, he believes that Justin is an incredible artist and that he has great things to contribute. And so he's going to help him do that. Even... Actions
0: speak louder than words.
1: Yeah. And that's the, his thing. Yeah. That's Brian's thing. Yeah.
0: Actions speak louder than words because he can say all day, Oh my God, you're so great. You're so great. But he's supporting you in your dream. You yeah. Know? And
1: I think that that's important to him. And, you know, I think what she's saying, like, does that make you a man? I think that's part of the internal conversation Brian is having, meaning, like, am I doing right by him? Right. Does this mean that I am. Doing what I said I was going to do, helping him become the best homosexual he can be or exactly. whatever. And so I I do think that it's very important to him. But so he uh, continues to smile along with this movie. Brian says, along with the character, um, I've thought about him every day and that was the only thing that kept me going. And that's exactly where he is right now. You know, Justin's been on his mind 24-7 and not just because he misses him, but he wants him to be okay, to be happy, to have what he needs. I mean, he's he's trying to get Michael and him to start doing rage again. Mm-hmm. Like, he he really wants him to be okay. He's paying his tuition. He wants him to still go to school. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of like the first time we see him indirectly verbalizing how he's feeling about the whole breakup. Um, And it's kind of perfect. And even when... Brian says those words along with the movie. Like, I've thought about him for all this time, and that's the only thing that kept me going. There's a little bit of a a tug at his... Mm -hmm. You know, just a little bit of a smile. He nods his head a little bit. Like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, man.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I'm there with you.
1: Yeah. Like I said, Brian clearly knows this movie by heart. He knows all the words. And I wonder if he picked this movie just for that scene, because that is something that resonated with him. Mm -hmm. That scene, and then just the dilemma that this guy is in. right? Like, do I stick to my guns and continue to pursue this mission or do I dig Veer deeper off, into yeah. this thing mm-hmm. with this person that I have feelings for? Yeah, so there's a knock at the door and Brian closes his eyes, kind of furrows his brows a little bit, almost like he has to mentally shift gears as he's been pulled from this very honest you know, discussion that he's kind of having within himself and with right. his TV where there's a truth being exchanged right there. And I think he feels like it could be Justin even before he turns around. Well,
0: I think every knock he's hoping is Justin. Oh, yeah, you know? for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. And he clearly didn't tell Justin or probably anyone else that he was going to pay his tuition. Um, but I think that he's thinking or hoping that Justin would know that he's the one who did it. Like right. He's not going to go looking for the credit. Yeah. And it's not about the credit. But I think he does want Justin to know that. Deep down, I think he wants him to know that he cared enough to do that. Well, he
0: that. knows Justin's smart enough to know that he was yeah. going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because they know each other mm-hmm. in that way. And they, yeah. Yeah, but even if Justin didn't figure it out or question, I think he would have been okay with that. But I do think that he... He instinctively knew that Justin instinctively knew right. that it was him. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a trick to get him back. I think he did it just because it was the kindness
0: out of his heart. Yeah, and he, he believes believed it was name. the
1: right thing to do. And
0: he loves this guy. Yeah. Like I mean, he does. Like, even if it does not work out, he still wants the best for Justin. Yeah. You just yeah. don't cut that on and off. You don't just break up and be like, Oh, I hate this person. I want them to die. No. Like <laughs> yeah. not at all. Like they've been through too much.
1: Uh so before we get into what comes next, I want to point out the dialogue in the actual movie that he's watching. And she says there are not many chances in life to be happy, and I think we have a good one now. And again, that's because she's like, hey, you could really shift your focus and spend more time caring about this thing. Now, in the movie, the guy she is talking to is pursuing the guy who crossed him and landed him in jail. And his mission in life has been to find that guy and kill him. And he's willing to leave her to go after this other guy because she um, has a relationship with the guy that he's going going after. Um, And he's holding on to this other thing, this other mission so tightly that he's going to throw away a life and a future that he could have with this person who loves him. So it really fits into what's going on with Brian and Justin. Um, Like, that's where Brian is. He's holding so tightly to the parts of him that don't want to compromise or change. um, And it's costing him what was right in front of him. Um, So, yeah, Justin knocks and he's waiting there at the door. And things are different now because this isn't his home anymore. And he can't just barge in. And Brian asks, "Are you planning on coming in?" And I don't think that he likes that he has to ask him ask him to come in, yeah, um, and he's but he's still hurt and angry, and he's also sad and lonely, so he's got this whole cocktail of emotions going on as Justin comes in, and Brian says if you're looking for someone, there's no one here, and he says it kind of offhand, but I think he wants Justin to know that that
0: I'm alone, yeah okay, like mm-hmm. Like I can't think about nobody. Yeah, no one
1: has replaced Mm -hmm. you. I'm here alone. I haven't just moved on with my life. I'm probably thinking whatever you think that I was doing, whatever you thought about me. Like that's Mm -hmm. not who I who I am. And so I think he's not saying that as an apology. I think it's a little bit of anger. Yeah, but it's just a whole mix of. Like you said, doing. he got an yeah.
0: emotional cocktail going right Yeah,
1: now. but Justin has not forgot all the stuff that led up to this. And he says, you know, for a change, <sighs> uh, kind of like, that might be something that could have helped us before. <laughs> um, and Brian acknowledges that little jab with a, a little glance in his direction. So Justin notices some changes in the loft. You know, there's a new coffee table there. And Brian has done some redecorating. And Justin says, well, that must have cost a fortune. Uh, Well, now that the door to the money conversation is open, Justin just kind of gets right to it, and he tells them that he went to speak to someone about his tuition, and he says, I can't accept it. And Brian plays innocent, like, can't accept what? Oh, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Justin says, you can't pay my tuition. And he says, why? Is someone else covering it? Because he knows the answer to that is no. And then Brian says, well, you can't afford not to. And Justin says, well, we're not together anymore. And he's letting Brian off the hook. He's like, I don't expect you to do that for me. You don't have right. to do that. He doesn't want Brian to feel like he owes him anything. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in Brian's life take from him and would just be like, oh, Brian, you said you were going to pay my tuition, so go on and pay it. <laughs> you know? True. Uh, but that's not how Justin is.
0: Or he doesn't want to hear Michael throw something else up in his face. That
1: could be it, too, because he's, yeah, definitely been called a gold digger After already. This everything sense, so. Brian has done for you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brian tells them, we signed an agreement. You know, I pay your for your school, you pay me back with interest. And now Brian doesn't care one lick about that agreement. No, you, you know, but, but at this, least he
0: can always use it. Yeah, when he wants to help.
1: exactly. Well, he always wants to have something he can hide his true feelings behind. Right. And part of him loving Justin, helping Justin become this great homosexual, like he says, is helping him pursue his dreams and goals. And yeah, but he's definitely hide behind that agreement. But it yeah. also shows us that Brian is still honoring nearly all of his agreements with Justin. Like, he wouldn't kiss that trick in the last episode. He's still committed to paying his tuition. And so he's really doing everything he said he would do.
0: My thing is maybe Brian knows that, hey, this this isn't the end of us. Like, Justin's young. Maybe he needs to go out and, you know, spread his wings a little bit. But he'll be back. You know, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I'm just, uh, you know, wishing, wishful thinking. Thinking. I don't know.
1: Uh, well, Justin tells Brian that he doesn't have to honor the agreement, and Brian finally turns to to look at him, because he really hasn't been looking at him this whole time. I think it's probably too painful, but he turns around and he tells Justin, a deal's a deal, and I think part of it is, I keep my word, kind of with an unspoken, like, unlike you, but also, uh, I think Brian's saying, like, who I am hasn't changed because we're not together, and honesty and integrity has always been very important to Brian, and, uh, he, he gives his word with intent and like we said brian wants to honor that agreement he wants to do this for him
0: absolutely um again it it just shows how wonderful he is like i want to help you also not only do i want to help you like i'm not taking no for for an answer
1: uh well and justin knows that as well like he knows that it's important to brian to honor his word and that this means he wouldn't be doing this if he didn't want to Um, And so Justin kind of shifts the conversation. This is something that we've seen him do since season one when things are getting a little too heavy, a little too deep or whatever. He knows how to work well with Brian. And so he shifts the conversation a little bit. He says, I could be poor for a long time. Basically, (laughs) like, I don't know when I could pay you back. And Brian says, with your taste, you better not be. And so a little bit of the tension kind of leaves the room here. And I think that's why Justin said that to kind of lighten it up. because. They're going to be around each other. They're going to see right. each other. They have the same friends and they, you know, Justin works at the diner and Brian's there almost every day. And they've got to figure out a way to to lessen that that tension a little bit. And really, this is the first time that they've been in the loft together since the breakup. right? And it's also the first real conversation that they've had since that little bathroom run in. Well, Justin tells them, it's not like I have a lot of great money making opportunities. And he says, you have one. And Justin knows exactly what he's talking about.
0: Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so he turns to leave. Um, and I was really just hoping that he was like, okay, never mind. Fine. I'll stay here and watch the movie with you. Yeah, you know, for real. <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: well, I think I got like, you know, 20 minutes. Yeah, I could know? probably
1: for an hour. Yeah. You know? uh, but anyway, he turns to leave and Brian says, "So aren't you forgetting something? And Justin stops to say thank you. And he says, not that. And he points over to the computer and he says, I packed it for you. And Justin says, Well, it's yours. And Brian says, Yeah, right. Like, you know that's not true. You know about it for you. And he tells him, You need it, so take it. And so all of this, he's still trying to set him up. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. like it's like even if I'm hurting, if I'm mad, and all this other stuff, like it's obvious that he still cares for him and still trying to take care of him. So Justin just kind of looks at him, then he picks it up and takes it out. But Brian doesn't really look at him during that when he's leaving there and he mostly even this whole scene, he mostly talks like toward him and only occasionally looks at his face, kind of keeps the eye contact to a minimum. And I think he doesn't want to watch him leave the loft. I think he yeah. doesn't want to watch him walk, walk away. Again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's like a grieving process to a breakup, right? You know, yeah. Like, just like there are five stages to any other type of grief. You don't experience always experience them in order. And sometimes you might revisit a state that you've already been in. And I think Brian is very heavy in the avoidance and anger sages right now you know Mm -hmm. i don't think that he hates justin but i think he's definitely mad that justin didn't keep his word and not necessarily about like the rules and the kissing and the repeats but justin didn't stay and in brian's mind justin didn't keep loving him he didn't accept him as he was and uh i think he's a little mad that justin didn't honor that part of their relationship and maybe he You know, he's got abandonment and rejection issues. And so to Brian, it looks like that's what you did. Right. Uh, Even though Brian doesn't, you know, lash out at him about that. Because Brian, I think at this point, knows, okay, I did some things Mm -hmm. to contribute to this, you know. But anyway, so I do think that there's a little bit of um, anger in him. But I don't think that he thinks he deserves to be angry at Justin necessarily. Right, right. I kind of feel like Brian is caught between hurt and hope. Right now. Um, I think he doesn't really trust what he might do or say because of that. You know, he's got these warring emotions, that, like feeling hurt, but also feeling hopeful that maybe he'll no. come back. And, you know, and Hope refuses to die no matter how much alcohol or loud music he's pouring into exactly. himself. And because of those two things, hurt and hope, I think he doesn't quite know how to be around Justin right now.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I mean, the hope part, he still hasn't, like we said, went against the rules uh, with him and Justin already had. They're not together. Justin's got a whole relationship, but he still won't kiss anybody. He keeps envisioning Justin. So, I mean, he has this hope that they are going to come back together. Yes, he's hurt. He let his guard down. He let you into my heart. Uh, He let you into him. You knew who he was you know like yeah. you knew what brian could offer you and you tried to force him to change something up and then that forced you to react the way you reacted and now y'all know more so yeah he's hurt and i think he has the right to be hurt but at the same time yeah he doesn't know he's hopeful too. yeah he's yeah. hopeful mm-hmm. but he, he doesn't know what to say and brian is not gonna be the one to chase and beg you down you know like he's not gonna do that although you can see justin can see the pain in mm-hmm. this man
1: yeah yeah, I think he, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think Justin in his own way could it's be going too. through some no. through some grief with this. You now, he doesn't really... We don't get to see a whole lot of his because... He has he, Ethan. because And because he's working so hard to say, now I have Ethan, I'm doing right. a new thing now. And so we don't really get to see his as much. Really, I think he went through it, but he went through it in season two, like when they were technically still together, I think is when he was really yeah. kind of grieving that it was falling apart, mm-hmm. you know, or that they were missing each other in a lot of ways. But yeah, I definitely think that that's where where he is. Uh, because, he, you know, as Justin is collecting that box to leave, Brian has kind of an ear in the corner of an eye out to see what Justin might do or say. But then he turns the volume back up um, on the movie right as the guy is getting his woman, you know? And mm-hmm. I think Brian wants that, but he might not think he can have that or that it's being offered or that it's available. Right, right. Or- But, and also there's that whole anger thing. So, yeah, he's just in a mess. Bless him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's so soon, so. Yeah. Well, over at Ted's studio, Ted is not buying the grandfather clause. Like, (laughs) he is not understanding it as well as Emmett did. And he feels betrayed by Emmett. And uh, he asks him to just leave. And I'm going to say this, and I don't care, you know, everybody was all mad at Justin for cheating, but I don't see anybody in any comment sections talking about Emmett cheating nope. on Ted.
0: And we know how fragile um, Ted is, okay? <laughs> yes, we do. All right, so if we're going to be mad at one, be mad at the other That's one, That's right.
1: Let's be equal opportunity with our hatred. Okay? Part. <laughs> but uh anyway. But we know
0: Emmett's a sweetie, though. So yes, it's kind of hard to be mad Emmett. at him. It's yes. kind of hard.
1: Uh, well, Emmett is about to walk out, but he turns around and says, I wish I could talk to my best friend, Teddy. And I think that they're experiencing that weird in-between. And I love that Emmett addressed it. Because before, Ted would be the person that he would go to with his relationship troubles. But now he's in a relationship with Ted. And so it's like, who mm-hmm. does he have? Probably not a good time to go to Michael. You saw what happened when you yeah. went to Brian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, like, not a good look. Melanie and Lindsay got a whole bunch going on themselves. So, yeah, who does he have? And Ted understands that. Um, he understands that for now, he has to wear those two hats and kind of switch between those two roles. Um, And so he does let Emmett talk to him as his friend. And he listens as a friend, not as his boyfriend. And Emmett says that he doesn't understand why he would risk um, this great relationship on something that meant nothing to him. What do you think? Why do you think Emmett, aside from just like he's an attractive guy, I want to...
0: No, I mean, there's a lot of temptations out there, you know. And, And also Emmett... It's the first time he's been in a relationship since George. And so maybe he was scared. Maybe Emmett is scared himself because he was with George, he gave us all, and then never short-lived. And you see, we all know how that ended. So maybe it was like one of those, I'm going to go for it, I only live once. And then after it happened, he realized it was the ultimate mistake and ultimate betrayal because not only is this man his boyfriend, he's also my best friend. So I would much rather cherish our friendship. Yeah, I don't want anything to ever come over that. So if he, if he fucks this up, he loses both.
1: Uh, well, so Ted tells Emmett not to be so hard on himself as his friend, but as his boyfriend, he says, "What you did was a flagrant betrayal, and I'm not sure I can trust you again." I and mean, he, he went like, me. "Yeah, okay, <laughs>
0: yeah. he scared he me." He went
1: vicious. Yeah. he did. But he, but then, as his friend, he says, "You were single for a while, and it's understandable that you would give in to temptation. Kind of like what you were saying. Right. Like there, there's just temptation out there, and mm-hmm. he probably." on some level, wanted to believe a whole no harm, no foul kind of thing. Like a one-off, and then he's gone, and then I go back with Ted. Right. And
0: then also, um, Ted Ted knows Emmett better than anyone. Mm -hmm. He knows his heart. I mean, Emmett doesn't have a malicious bone in him at all. So, I mean, it was a mistake, Mm -hmm. you know, like, for real. Like, that was a true, honest mistake. And I know Ted knows that, but at the same time, he's hurt, too. Yeah. You know, like, how could you do it to me? Like, I understand if it was anybody else, but how could you do it to me?
1: Yeah. You know, he does say, you know, as his lover it's hard for him to to accept that. Well, Emmett apologizes for hurting him and for destroying what they might have had. And he doesn't blame Ted for for hating him. And that's a good like Emmett recognizes I messed up. Mm-hmm. This is probably gonna have some consequences and I do I do deserve them. But Ted says I don't hate you. I love you. He says I know you very well and I and I still love you. And it's because what you said, like he knows Emmett's not gonna repeat that. Right. You know, like Seeing how much he hurt Ted and being like, what was I thinking? Why would I even do something like that? Mm -hmm. That was so stupid, so dumb. Like, What was the point of that? Ted can know that Emmett's not going to repeat that because he doesn't want to hurt him. And he just sees like how foolish of a decision it was. Right, And so because he knows that, I think it's a little bit... It might still hurt, but it's going to be a little bit easier for him to get over it. So when he tells him, I still love you, Emmett says, are you saying that as my best friend or as my lover? And Ted says both. So they're hopefully going to piece things back together. Mm-hmm. Well, Justin shows up at Michael's shop, and Michael gives him a check for his portion of the profit, and it's $600, which ain't too bad. No, not
0: bad at all. For
1: one issue that they probably did just like a limited release of. Exactly. And considering that...
0: Everybody's asking for it. Well,
1: startup fees are usually more significant than ongoing fees. Right. So it's going to cost you more at the beginning than when you are really mm-hmm. flowing. So... $600 after like two weeks. Yeah. You that, could really, that could no, really turn into something for, for you, real. Justin. That's bad, boy. Uh, So, Justin pitches a story concept for Rage because, again, we all know who the real writer is. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And M- Michael says, well, I thought you didn't want to work together anymore. And Justin says, a deal's a deal. So, he listened Brian. to Brian. Yeah, because he still trusts Brian's guidance in some ways. I personally, I don't think that when Brian initially said a deal's a deal, I don't think he was talking about Michael and oh, Justin, no. because it, no, they no. weren't even at that point in the conversation. Yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, Not at all. But I do think that Justin learns some things from Brian. The things that he finds upstanding and admirable in Brian, mm-hmm. he takes those lessons on board. Because Brian first brought this up in 220 before they even split up officially. He told him that he needed to put the personal stuff aside and continue to just do the work. Justin knows he needs another income. And I think that he actually enjoyed creating Rage and putting his work out there. It may not be what he wants to do forever, right? but um, he does want to make a living off of his art. And True. this is one way to do that for now. And he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about him going back to work with um, with Michael?
0: I mean, I, I think Michael does not deserve him. Michael definitely needs to say, hey, I'm sorry for the things I said. And, you know, the way I, I treated you over this last year, mm-hmm. you know, like for everything. And I, I, I am sorry. And I, I'm glad that you decided to come back and work with me. Um, But I'm happy that they are getting back because that's something Justin is passionate about. It did take off very well. We have people inquiring about it constantly. Um, So, and like we said, it can be additional income and can definitely get, if he already has this out. So when he starts doing his real art that he wants to do, you already got the following. You already got your name out there, Mm -hmm. you know? So I see it as a good thing. I just wish Mike would be a man and own up to his shit that he said to him and just apologize to this kid.
1: Well, and I think Justin approached this in a similar way to how he approached Craig. Like, he didn't go in apologizing mm. and, like, begging, okay, I'm so sorry. Now can we work together again? I need the money. They didn't really talk things out. So right now, this is a work relationship. It's like, we're going to create this thing. And this is gonna be about work. And then you what still if,
0: gotta like the person you're working with, though. That's I mean, true, or be able Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you didn't get anything resolved. So right. if you didn't resolve anything, like, is it gonna bleed up when y'all and have one really
1: Yeah, Michael has, I mean, because Michael was still spewing, yeah. Justin is just reacting to the way that Michael is treating him at exactly. this point. But Michael is going out and saying things intentionally to Justin. So yeah, they are gonna to have to mm-hmm. possibly figure that out. Uh, yeah. Well, so Justin leaves, and then Brian, uh, Michael gets a phone call from Brian, and he is uh, out. Michael says, Michael can hear the noise and says, Where are you? And he's like, I'm at the place where you're, you're always young, where you never grow old, where you're always beautiful. And he's trying to talk Michael into joining him, and Michael says, No. And he actually means it this time. So, um, yeah, now. Uh, Brian is there at Babylon, and the way he just how he described it, like you know, I'm at this place where you're always young, you never grow old. It sounded where, like Neverland. You're always beautiful, and he's he's going back to needing that type mm-hmm. that type of validation and thinking that he can find it out in this place where right. he's at. You know, and so when they show him here and he's dancing, and it's just like, I oh. I felt
0: worried for him. Yeah, I very, was like, oh no, very
1: worried for him. I mean. He looks abandoned. He yeah, looks, unstable, like alone. Yeah. Like, yeah. He just, I yeah. just feel like
0: he's going to do a ton of drugs, and, I mean, that could end up in a dangerous, dangerous situation for him.
1: Yeah. So, we just kind of, in this episode, wondering how far out of control he's going to spin. And also, like, is Ben going to be there when Michael gets home? Right. Or?
0: Well, I think um, Ben is going to be there when he gets home. I'm just really worried about Brian. Like, I mean, God, let him, bring him home, okay? <laughs> yeah. Bring him he's home. Not,
1: he's not doing well. He no. is, uh Yeah. Uh, I think he. part of him might have appreciated having that that moment with Justin there at the loft, but that but just also set him back that's even say, further. Yeah, girl. Yeah. I don't
0: think that was a good move to actually see him yeah. like that. And not on a one-on-one-on-one, because they've seen each other at the diner, you know? Mm-hmm. But the actual have you in the apartment and then having a conversation, just the two of us, no, that, that that was definitely a spiraling moment.
1: Yeah, yes.
0: Oh, Lord. Well, guys, that was that episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. It was a lot to unpack in that. What are y'all thoughts on it? What do you guys think about um, Brian and Justin seeing each other? And then... Uh, are your
1: thoughts on Brian and, and Michael and how things are going in yeah. their friendship right now?
0: Absolutely. Um, also, what do you guys think about Daphne and, and Ethan, how she's yeah. not really feeling um, Ethan as well? So, I mean... Leave us those comments and let us know what one you guys more thing.
1: think. Uh, and also your comments on Debbie and Brian and their oh whole yeah relationship. For we would sure. love that
0: juice. Yeah, so <laughs> yo juice us up so we can have something to talk about as well because yeah. we love hearing back from you guys. I mean it's not one sided. You know what I'm saying? This is a two way conversation. Not. So and we love interacting with you guys and um, we love doing this. And like we said always, we love doing this for you guys. And until next time, guys, we are out of here. Bye. Bye.